Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Clay Travis here. We have got a really fun and engaging show for you. Make sure that you don't miss any of it at all. Let me tell you, we're starting off talking about Super Bowl 54. Then in hour two, we're going to be joined by helicopter pilot Stephen Gray. We talked a little bit with him yesterday, but what exactly went wrong? What's the story behind how Kobe Bryant's helicopter ended up crashing? We're going to discuss that and make you a little bit smarter about the way that helicopters can sometimes have pratfalls and end in disaster situations like happened with Kobe. And then in hour number three, we're going to be talking with Brian Dawkins, with Nick Mangold, and with Mark Sanchez. All that and more coming your way. It begins now. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for OutKick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in uh, live from South Beach, Miami, where we are sitting here for Super Bowl 54 as it is inching closer and closer. We are here in the Geico Outkick Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote and See the difference with ViewSonic's new 4K and curved monitors for home, office, work, and play. They've decked our South Beach set with these monitors making the Fox Sports Radio set the best one in Miami. Check out these 4K monitors at ViewSonic.com. We are off and rolling here. And it's interesting, been down in Miami since Saturday now. 
uh, and we have done a, uh, a lot of television, done a lot of checking out the city in general. And it still feels like even in 2020 that this is Dan Marino's town when it comes to football. And I used to wonder how many years will it be until you can go to a Miami-area sporting event and there won't be a guy in a number 13 Dan Marino jersey. And it is just such an obsession still as the Miami Dolphins have not really ever been able to replace uh, Dan Marino. And maybe they're going to do that this year with the number five overall pick as they get ready for, uh, for maybe Tua, maybe Justin Herbert after how well he played in the Senior Bowl, the assumption being that Joe Burrow is going to be gone number one overall. But as we get ready for Patrick Mahomes against Jimmy Garoppolo in Super Bowl 54 here, the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers, I feel like the legacy of Dan Marino potentially hangs over this Super Bowl a bit for this reason because Dan Marino in year two went to the Super Bowl with the Miami Dolphins and lost and never got an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl again. And... I am of the opinion, as many of you likely who are starting off your mornings here are, that right now Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And it's very likely that he is going to be in multiple Super Bowls. I would set the over-under probably at four or four and a half if you ask me to guess how many different Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes is going to play in. But you think about Dan Marino and the fact that he never got back to the Super Bowl. You can think about Cam Newton who I was with several years ago down in uh, or out in San Francisco, and the expectation was as Cam Newton was sitting at 17-1, and one, getting ready to go head-to-head with a declining Peyton Manning in the Denver Bronco defense, and Cam Newton got wrecked in that game. Von Miller won the MVP at the Super Bowl and cashed, by the way, at a 20-1 to one underdog. And that Denver Bronco team sent Peyton Manning off with a second Super Bowl. And Cam Newton has never been the same player again. So the Super Bowl has the opportunity to lead you into a level of fame that you have never heretofore touched in any point in your life, which is where Patrick Mahomes, I think, if he wins this game, becomes the face of the league. But if he loses... Given the fact that he's about to sign a $40 million-plus deal, given the fact that there's some age issues with the Kansas City Chiefs as opposed to the San Francisco 49ers, who, for instance, have the second-youngest defense in the entirety of the NFL, have a decent contract with Jimmy G and are potentially set to win four years and years ahead, you have to at least wonder if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win this game. Do you in any way become concerned that there could be a Dan Marino or Cam Newton factor where Patrick Mahomes' best chance to win a Super Bowl comes at a young age, and if it doesn't happen for him, it might take him a while to get back here. I do think the one thing that we underrate because of Tom Brady is the ease with which you get to the Super Bowl. The fact that Tom Brady went to nine Super Bowls makes it feel like if you're a really good quarterback, it's not difficult to get here. Peyton Manning in his entire career, four Super Bowls. John Elway in his entire career, five Super Bowls. The idea that I would be sitting around so impressed by Patrick Mahomes that I would set the over-under for him in Super Bowls at four and a half is pretty wild in and of itself because even great quarterbacks have so much difficulty getting here. Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl appearance in his career. 
Looks like Matt Ryan, who may not be a great Super Bowl, a, a great quarterback, but has certainly been very consistent for a long time, period of time, probably only going to be to one Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Falcon fans, about that 28-3 lead uh, that you guys blew. But you start to look through all of these different appearances and the number of times that the best quarterbacks out there only got one time. And while you feel like even if the Chiefs lose, they're going to get another opportunity, I'm not sure that the data actually reflects that I'm uh, that I'm making a smart decision when I set the over-under for Patrick Mahomes' Super Bowl appearances at four and a half. Uh, and uh, when I'm looking at this game, I feel like Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have that much pressure on him uh, because I expect him to be back here multiple times. But if you look at who I would say is probably a pretty good analogy, Russell Wilson getting that early Super Bowl in his career – it really took the weight off the world, off his shoulders for all the games that are still to come. And obviously we threw the interception at the goal line and how that went down. But the entirety of, uh, of this scenario is, uh, is pretty wild to break down. By the way, we got a loaded show for you. Uh, I'm going to bring in the crew. I want to get their take. I know we've talked about this some, but Danny G, do you buy into uh, with me that I'm setting the over-under four-and-a-half for Patrick Mahomes' Super Bowl trips. What would you take there, over-under? I guess I would have to say the under after thinking about this when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on our show. Just because, and, and I pointed this out when we were down to the final eight teams this season, seven of those eight didn't make the playoffs last season. Right. So because, and people talk about parity in the NFL, but it's real. You could turn a friend. Look at the 49ers, for example. There were not a lot of fans rushing to get into their new stadium in Santa Clara. And the reason why was because they were struggling. Yep. And they were able to turn things around pretty quickly with Shanahan. And a lot of teams have been following the blueprint of Sean McVay and other coaches and other organizations that were able to have one really good draft. They were able to have one really good free agency period. And suddenly they were in contention to at least make a wild card. And so because you can turn an NFL franchise around so quickly nowadays, there is no guarantee that you're going to be right back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt at all. Uh, what about you, Dub? When you look at this and, and kind of break it down, I feel like the pressure on Patrick Mahomes is lessened because I expect to, for him to be back here so often. And again, I've made the analogy that I think he's the Tom Brady of the NFL without a Peyton Manning right now in the AFC who is there to challenge him at the very apex of this uh, of this conference. And so that theoretically leaves sort of the golden uh, road to the Super Bowl open, relatively speaking, for him. And that's why I'm setting right now the over-under at four and a half for uh, Patrick Mahomes' uh, Super Bowl appearances, which would mean he would have, at least in my mind, three to four more based on my number, not counting this one. But are we underrating... Uh, the the difficulty of getting to the Super Bowl. And again, I'm thinking about it because I'm in the context of sitting here in Miami and still seeing, like, you know, Dan Marino, uh, sort of the, 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 the legacy of Dan Marino hangs over all of South Florida. And he only got that one opportunity in his second year. Obviously, Mahomes is in his, uh, is in his third year right now. But are we underrating the difficulty of getting here and maybe overrating what Patrick Mahomes is going to be capable of? We might be, but I would take the over, and I think you're right. I think Tom Brady has kind of made us numb to how difficult it really is to get to all these Super Bowls because he's been to nine of them, and it seems every other year, almost literally, 
he and the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, but I think Patrick Mahomes is so transcendent and so unbelievably talented. I, I think he's going to be able to get back here over and over and over again, maybe not to the degree that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick has, but as long as he has Andy Reid, and you asked the question yesterday, how much longer will Andy Reid be coaching in the NFL? I think he's got to be, I would put the over-under on that at probably eight and a half or nine years just because of the fact he has Patrick Mahomes and he's so young. It's probably rejuvenated Andy Reid to a strong degree to keep him on the coaching sidelines that much longer. So I think the combination of those two is going to be just an absolute force in the AFC for years to come. Yeah, it would be uh, it would be interesting to think about the, that that combination between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because Andy Reid has coached for so long. We talked about this yesterday to start the the program that I thought Andy Reid had the most at stake of any player or coach who's going to be in this Super Bowl because if he wins uh, a Super Bowl, he gets his first ever, and it's really the only thing on his resume that he doesn't have. I think it. I think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame regardless. But if he gets this Super Bowl, then do you start to ask the question, wait, could we get a run where Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes become connected for, I don't know, the next seven or eight years because Andy Reid is 61, but that doesn't seem that old uh, compared to uh, compared to other coaches? Or does Andy Reid decide, you know what, like I've now achieved that sort of uh, golden orb. I've gotten the, 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 the what I've been chasing for so long and he doesn't feel the need to coach for a lot more years. I just find it hard to believe that as long as Andy Reid is coached, that he's ever going to walk away from Patrick Mahomes voluntarily. Because I, I am of the opinion that the uh, that the quarterback makes the coach more than the coach makes the quarterback. And again, I mean, I think you can look at Bill Belichick's entire coaching career before and after Brady as an example of the difference that a top coach can make. And so uh, all of a sudden, Andy Reid, for younger people, can go from the guy who was perpetually close, you know, the non-Belichick, the non-Mike Tomlin, the non-Sean uh, Payton, the non-John Harbaugh, the non-Pete Carroll, the guy who is excellent as an NFL coach but hasn't quite been able to grasp that brass ring, hasn't been able to quite get the Lombardi trophy and be able to, uh, to hold it up skyward and celebrate the ultimate achievement of the sport to a guy who may win multiple of them, almost a little bit outside the world of coaching, but like what happened with John Elway where you never thought he was going to get a Super Bowl and then, boom, he suddenly wins two in the final two years of his career after all of the struggles leading up to that moment. Uh, let me bring in Eddie Garcia. Eddie, what do you think here? Is there any fear that Mahomes could be uh, a modern-day Tom Brady? or Sorry, a, 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 I think the, the fear would not be that he'd be a modern-day Tom Brady, but that he could be a modern-day Dan Marino. Or are you, like me, maybe not of that belief because you expect him to be there four or five at least more times in the years ahead based on how he rates relative to the rest of the AFC right now, which is without really anybody on his level. I don't think Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, uh, any of those guys in the AFC right now that are at the top of the of the food chain. I don't think Tom Brady has much left. Ben Roethlisberger's coming back. I'm just not of the opinion that there are a lot of quarterbacks that are anywhere near as good as Patrick Mahomes in the AFC in particular. I mean, I'm a big Patrick Mahomes fan, and I guess it's possible with the Patriots descending that the Chiefs could rise and maybe take their spot, but four is an awful lot. It's um, a crazy number, I think, I, to set. I, yeah, I think I would be shocked if he didn't go back to more than one, but four is a lot. I mean, 
gosh, even Big Ben didn't go to four. I mean, Eli had two. Peyton had, I think, two. Rodgers has had one. Breeze has had one. You know, in the it, modern era, Brady went to nine, which again yes. I think just throws everything for a loop it because does. he makes it seem like it's incredibly easy to go to a Super Bowl. Elway went to five, so when I say the number is four and a half, I'm basically saying I think he is going to be on a John Elway level, and uh, and I think that's an aggressive number. Maybe the number should be four, but I think you'd have to make it four or four and a half right now given what we anticipate going forward with Patrick Mahomes. Well, I, I if you're going to ask me to pick, what what do I think? You're going to take what, the under. I, no, I'm saying I would take the under on four, yes. But if you're asking me pick one or the other, only one appearance or four, I think it's more likely he would be in four than just one. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I think there's some truth to that. Roberto, what do you anticipate? I think I think it'll be maybe around around four. But, you know, this offseason, Mahomes is going to get is going to get paid. The Chiefs are going to have to start drafting, you know, really good, and they're going to have to get rid of players that are probably good in order to fit the salary cap. And the only franchise that that has done this well is the Patriots in order to get to those. That's the reason why they've gone to those nine Super Bowls with Tom Brady. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be uh, Tom Brady. So I say, I say they'll be the they'll be around four, not more, yeah. not more than that. It it is a good point that. We underrate probably the staying power of the Patriots because of their incredible talent at managing the salary cap. I mean, first of all, they got Brady to sign a deal that was nowhere near ever his max value. He's always taken less money in order to allow more money to be spent around him. We'll see. If, I assume that would happen again with his contract that's up. But the Patriots have also drafted incredibly well. And uh, in order to sustain that level of success – the uh, and I know that having Patrick Mahomes can make a lot of people look better than they are, uh, but in order to win like the Patriots have, they have had to just do an incredible job of assessing value and being able to manage the salary cap. And with Patrick Mahomes now coming off of his rookie deal and being paid potentially in excess of $40 million a year every year for the rest of his career, that's a massive dollar figure on the salary cap. And I think you've seen that happen a little bit with the challenges, for instance, with the Seattle Seahawks, where Russell Wilson this year, for instance, was running around like crazy making every play that he possibly could because there's frankly just not a lot of talent around Russell Wilson otherwise. And all it takes is a couple of injuries. And I told you guys after the uh, after the Seahawks lost to the Packers, I came on this program and said, you know what, I think that without Russell Wilson, with an average NFL quarterback, that's like a 4 and 12 Seattle Seahawks team that we just saw this year. And Russell Wilson had Russell Wilson had them driving uh in the uh, second half on the road at Lambeau with a chance to advance them to the NFC Championship game. That's entirely a credit to how good Russell Wilson was. But could Patrick Mahomes find himself in that situation where he's constantly struggling to get his uh to get his team uh to rise up because the overall talent level is not that high. Also, could we find him in a Peyton Manning-like situation where how many times did Peyton Manning's defense let him down? Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs defense I know has played decently since uh, Week 12, and uh, they have not been uh, they have not been the reason certainly that the Chiefs have lost any games. But do you have to be a little bit nervous that the talent level on that Chiefs defense? is not that high, and you're going to find yourself in a lot of Peyton Manning situations where you have to score 38, 35 points in order to win. Um, I, I just find the Chiefs' forward trajectory 
to be one of the most fascinating stories in the NFL. If they win, then that leavens and reduces a lot of the pressure. But if they lose, things are not going to be set up as well as they have been the past two years, even though Patrick Mahomes may continue to ascend and become an even better quarterback than he is right now. Uh, We'll continue to break this down, Super Bowl 54, as we roll forward. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Thanks to all of you for hanging out with us, spending your Wednesday morning uh, hanging out here in uh, Miami with us, Radio Row at the Super Bowl. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, oh, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. We are hanging out here at the Radio Row. It's still kind of quiet, would you say? I mean, like, I know we're here super early in the morning compared to everybody else, but I feel like the Kobe Bryant story in general has taken a lot of the oxygen out of the Super Bowl uh, hype that would usually be kind of uh, starting to move towards, not a fever pitch, but a kind of a dull uh, dull roar here in the uh, radio row setup. And again, I know we're always uh, early here with a, uh, with a 6 a.m. Eastern kickoff, but do you get that sense, too, that there's kind of just a little bit of a cloud that's hanging over the Super Bowl? It's starting to lift, but... Uh, Usually by now, there would be a lot more hype. I mean, I can't think of anything that's been said by any member of the Chiefs or the 49ers that's been a legitimate story. And I think part of that reason is because they've been talking less about the game and, and frankly, even at opening night, more about uh, the the surrounding atmosphere of Kobe and everything else. No, you're right. It's been a somber mood. Even at a dinner we were at last night, yeah, a we lot went to the of Fox the, Sports Radio dinner last night. Yeah, there was a ton of conversation at the table about people's memories from Kobe and working with him and certain things they uh, got to do with him in the media, and that's been the talk of pretty much everybody all all around the city. Yeah, Don Martin, who runs uh, Fox Sports Radio, was saying that uh, that Kobe, when he got uh, drafted, ended up at the Lakers came in and did a lot of radio work with them at the yeah. age of like 17 or 18 years old. So they felt like in a large extent, uh, and Gottlieb was out with us, but uh, Gottlieb was talking about the Mamba Sports Academy and, and everything else associated with that. And by the way, in hour two, so many of you uh, enjoyed our conversation uh, about the uh, helicopter pilot issues um, and the helicopter issues in general. We're going to bring in uh, our guy, Stephen. Yep. Stephen Gray, who is uh, he does uh, helicopter flying all over uh, the Miami area, and he's flown all over the country, and uh, he's going to answer a lot of your questions about exactly what happened because it does feel like as more of the details of this Kobe Bryant incident come out, that it appears more and more like pilot error may have been a major factor, if not the most major factor, associated as well with the weather. As, uh, as details um, from that uh, crash continue to emerge. And I think we're going to get you more information probably and better information than anyone out there in the world of, uh, of, of the certainly morning sports talk radio can do. Um, bit of news. Like we talked about this uh, somewhat, and I think uh, this reflects sort of the gambling gold rush that we're going to, uh, to see ourselves in more and more. Uh, everybody, so... Uh, we do obviously the lock it in show, and you still haven't come down and seen our set yet, right? Like, no, I have. I've seen it on TV yeah. from my hotel room, but yeah, I need to walk down there. Yeah, it's you know, so it's a four block setup, and obviously we do a sports gambling show, and it's been less than two years since sports gambling became uh, legal, where any individual state can decide to allow it, and we're in our second year of our show. Uh, but what I predicted a while back was you would see sort of a gold rush towards all these sports media companies. Two weeks ago, The Athletic 
uh, got a $500 million valuation. And this morning, uh, Wall Street Journal is reporting that Barstool Sports has a $450 million valuation now, uh, thanks to a sports gambling company, Penn National, that is pouring money uh, into, uh, into that entity. And uh, so that's going to be interesting to see uh, how all of these different sports media companies kind of come to, uh, to the sports gambling universe. We're close to, I think it's right now, 21 states so far have legalized sports gambling in some form or fashion uh, in the wake of that Supreme Court ruling less than two years ago. And, uh, you know, as California and Florida and Texas and New York and many of the most populous states uh, in the country start to make that decision as well, it is just going to be absolutely wild to see how all of this ends up uh, shaking out in some uh, in some form or fashion. And I don't know what the end result's going to be, uh, but I do know it's probably pretty good uh, if you uh, if you have some assets that you're uh, that you're interested in selling out there. Um, but that is a uh, that is a news story that uh, that just came out again early this morning uh, from uh, the Wall Street Journal. So uh, circling around on uh, on this Super Bowl. Uh, we were talking a lot yesterday on Lock It In about the 49er front and about their defensive line. And I think you can make a strong argument that the 49ers are the perfectly crafted team to give the Kansas City Chiefs some trouble. And I thought it was interesting. Robert Sala, uh, the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, basically called a lot of the uh, Kansas City Chief uh, playmakers at wide receiver and certainly a tight end to a certain extent uh, track stars and the ability that they have to get down the field and how much trouble it is to cover them and how explosive they are. And I also thought it was interesting, though, that Jimmy G said, hey, tearing my ACL last year was the best possible thing that could have happened to me because it allowed us to get Nick Bosa and just stack even more talent on that defensive front. And there are a couple of stats that I think are worth contemplating as this game moves closer and closer. First of all, the San Francisco 49ers were the best team in the NFL so far this year at sacks. They have 57 sacks more than anybody else. They also, interestingly enough, even with those 57 sacks, blitzed at only 20% of all defensive plays, which was the fewest number of blitzes of any team in the NFL. Now, I want you to repeat what I just said because a lot of you out there are going to say, well, that's kind of an interesting uh, data point combined because most of the time, I think, when you contemplate and believe that there are going to be sacks, you think, okay, somebody's going to have to bring pressure. What has been so incredible about this San Francisco 49er defensive front is they can rush four. They blitz less than any team in the NFL, yet they are still ending up with more sacks than any team in the NFL. What that tells you, obviously, is that they have the ability to drop seven people into coverage and also not have to put themselves on an island as often or put themselves into difficult propositions because they don't have to bring extra men in order to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. If you look at the Houston Texans and if you look at the Tennessee Titans, who the Kansas City Chiefs have played so far, that was not the case. And so Patrick Mahomes had the opportunity to stand back in that pocket and make some plays. Now, to Patrick Mahomes' credit, he's done a great job using his legs so far in the postseason. Right now he's got nine touchdowns, eight passing, one rushing. And, of course, the iconic play, the 27-yard scramble against the Titans, which gave the Chiefs the lead at the end of the first half, which they would never relinquish. But if you go through and uh, and sort of break that down in general, 
there is a, uh, I believe, a strong argument to be made. In fact, I buy into it that this 49er defense is perfectly created to slow down what the San Francisco 49ers, what the Kansas City Chiefs are trying to do because they don't have to bring pressure through the blitz and don't have to make themselves susceptible to giving up the big play there. They don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill or Mecole Hardman or the other incredibly fast wide receivers for the Chiefs getting down the field. The best way to, to I think, deal with that incredible speed that the Chiefs have is to make Patrick Mahomes check down, get rid of the ball as quickly as possible because your front four, led by Nick Bosa, is getting to uh, Patrick Mahomes as quickly as they possibly can. Uh, I'm going to bring in the crew, see whether or not they were aware of that stat, whether they agree with me that the Chiefs basically have the perfect defense that's built to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs. But first, I want to bring in Eddie Garcia, find out what's shaking the world of sports. And I want to let you know that online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Let's check games and note in the NBA, where it was a battle of two of the best in the East. The Celtics go into Miami, beat the Heat 109-101. Boston's the first Eastern Conference team to win in Miami this season. They were led by Gordon Hayward's 29 points and Jalen Brown's 25 points. The Bucks, without star Giannis Antetokounmpo, still outscore the Wizards 151-131. Milwaukee is 41-6 and six on the year. They're led by Chris Middleton's career-high 51 points. 76ers beat the Warriors 115-104. to Before the game, the Sixers honored the late Kobe Bryant, who was born in Philadelphia and grew up outside of Philadelphia, won a state title in Pennsylvania in high school. Joel Embiid, wearing number 24 in honor of Kobe, scored 24 points in his first game back from missing nine games with a finger injury. Raptors won their eighth straight, beating the Hawks 130-114. Grizzlies knock off the Nuggets 104-96. College basketball, six ranked teams in action. One of them lost. That was number five Florida State, who fell at Virginia 61 to 56. Wins for number eight Villanova, number nine Duke, number 16 Butler, number 17 Auburn, and number 25 Rutgers. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance, and you could save an average of 20%. We know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two. Call 1 800 Farmers to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers for Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Does that stat surprise you that the San Francisco 49ers could have 57 sacks and actually be leading the NFL despite blitzing the fewest times in the entirety of the league? I actually saw you guys talking about this on Lock It In, so I knew about the stat. It's amazing. But that shows you what five first-round defensive linemen will do for you. Yeah. And the fact that they can lay back – and, you know, we see Richard Sherman and other guys, uh, you know, capitalize off of this. The fact they don't have to blitz. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what Mahomes and what Andy Reid can do to try to counteract that because we watched what happened to the Vikings. Even when Kirk Cousins tried to get rid of the ball quickly, it seemed like the defense was already on him. Somebody already had a leg, an arm. I mean, that push that the 49ers front gets is amazing. So that is definitely going to be a focal point of this Super Bowl. Yeah, the more I look at this, the more I'm liking the matchup for the 49ers because the Vikings and the Packers both came into the game against the 49ers with much better rush attacks than what the Kansas City Chiefs have. And Kirk Cousins, we saw what he did and the success that he had going on the road against uh, the Saints. And then we saw certainly what happened uh, with the uh, Packers just getting blitzed, being down 27 nothing in that game effectively being over. And they have a great rush attack with Aaron Jones. So, Dub, I mean, that stat I, I think surprises a lot of people that the 49ers have the most sacks in the NFL 
and the fewest blitzes. Yeah, it's certainly a stat that is eye-opening, no doubt. And to Danny G's point, you know, it definitely helps when you have first-round talent all across the board on the defensive line. But one thing, you know, I've been looking at this game a lot because it's the only football game left of the year, and I'm incredibly yeah. sad. So, well, if, if you I, want to toss the XFL <laughs> on the on already the scrap heap of oblivion there, um, because I'm going to be intrigued to see how they do. But yes, the last NFL game of the year for sure, and it does make you sad, uh, no matter. Uh, who's in the Super Bowl, just to know that there's not anything else coming down. But I've been looking, and I looked back at San Francisco and how they did against mobile quarterbacks this year, because I would, and I think everybody would consider Patrick Mahomes a mobile quarterback, especially considering what he did to your Tennessee Titans a couple weeks back. But they played against Kyler Murray two times. They won both games, but they were both close competitive games, 28-25 and 36-26. They played Russell Wilson twice. And I think everyone remembers those two classic games. One was one of their losses, and then the second was in that final game of the season where they were about an inch away from losing again, yeah. and then they played Lamar Jackson, and they lost that game. So I think this defensive line is great, but they're going to have to do something special to be able to contain Patrick Mahomes and other mobile quarterbacks, as we've seen earlier in the season. So I think that's another factor that could play in here for this defensive line because containing Patrick Mahomes is a – is easier said than done, well, without a doubt. Yeah, and look, I mean, to Patrick Mahomes' credit, as he's come back from that injury that he had early, uh, earlier in the season that caused him to miss a couple of games, uh, I think he's gotten a lot more healthy and a lot more comfortable with, uh, with, his, uh, with his athleticism and with using it and with being able to run. And uh, I, I also think that means that the 49ers have to be really smart in the way that they rush the quarterback. Because if you remember in the game uh, that uh, – that, for instance, J.J. Watt had against uh, against Mahomes and the Chiefs. J.J. Watt was trying so hard to make plays that he was losing contain, and Patrick Mahomes took advantage of how aggressively J.J. Watt was getting up the field and was able to run uh, run the ball as a result. I think the Titans tried to play a lot of zone um, and, uh, and, and a lot of man and not necessarily rush very many. And then as a result, they never really contained they, – they should have done a better job, but they didn't. They didn't really contain Patrick Mahomes. And really, I think that game was decided on that 27-yard scramble for the touchdown, which should have been – should have been if the Titans had tackled well. Credit to Mahomes for, for breaking those tackles. But should have been around a no-loss, uh, no-gain play. And it would have probably set up the Chiefs to be kicking a field goal uh, to go in tied instead of taking the lead and feeling like they had complete control of it. Uh, down the stretch. Uh, but that is certainly one worth paying attention to. Eddie, uh, do, does it surprise you that the 49ers leading the league in sacks despite blitzing the least? That didn't surprise me. That shocked me. That yeah, totally I think that's a stat. shocked me. I can't believe that that's not being talked about more. I mean, again, it's a, it's a pretty wild stat uh, that they have managed to do that. That's unbelievable and obviously speaks to the dominance of their their front, I mean, that's uh, it's unheard of, really. And that gives you so much freedom as a defense and so many options to do. If you can get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing, I mean, that's uh, it speaks uh, very well of that defense. Well, the 49ers have so many guys who can get to the quarterback in a league where it feels like most teams struggle to have one guy, right? Like you mentioned, uh, Danny G, that they've got five first-round draft picks on that defensive line. And I think, again, the quote from Jimmy G about the best thing about tearing his ACL was they got Nick Bosa, who I think is probably the best of the bunch. And you can even argue that Nick Bosa is already the best defensive end in the NFL, and he's just got there. Uh, If he stays healthy, there's really no limiting what he can be capable of. 
but it is pretty wild uh, to think about that stat and how well they've been able to do. All right, when we come back, do we have some Animal Thunderdome? Yep. We haven't done Animal Thunderdome all week, so some of you have been begging for it. We're going to hit you with Animal Thunderdome. Hour two, we've got Stephen Gray, who is a uh, helicopter pilot, and you guys loved. We had him on a little bit yesterday, but I'm going to open up the phone lines. We're going to talk about the Kobe incident uh, with him and what may have happened in the helicopter, try to make you a little bit smarter uh, about that. And then uh, we are going to be joined – uh, as uh, as we roll into hour three, we've got a ton of guests that are finally uh, going to start uh, popping in here uh, as a part of uh, of Wednesday. Uh, so uh, let's see, Brian Dawkins, Nick Mangold, and Mark Sanchez all going to join us in hour three. By the way, tomorrow, if you're just kind of keeping score at home and you're wondering what we got coming uh, from Radio Row, uh, we will have uh, work done. Ron Jaworski, Emmett Smith, Sean Payton, and Frank Caliendo. So that is a loaded show, just giving you a preview for what we've got coming tomorrow as well down here from Miami. Super Bowl 54, this is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Lids is the world's largest retailer of officially licensed headwear. Every store offers an assortment of caps featuring your favorite teams, all available in the latest styles and colors. See for yourself at Lids at a mall near you appreciate all of you hanging out with us it's time for the first animal thunderdome of the week cue the music boys let's roll ladies and gentlemen i'm just glad i was there boys and girls i thought he thought i was like this ginormous piece of chicken dying times here this is Animal Thunderdome. All right, Danny G, take it away. Well, this will be no surprise to you. We're going to start in Australia. Yeah, of course. <laughs> a cricket, Ground zero for the war between humans and animals. Yeah. A cricket player was injured in the face by a monkey. Uh, Jake Frasker McGurk. Uh, he's part of the Under-19 World Cup in South Africa. Um, well, the incident involving the 17-year-old happened during a team outing at a nature reserve. He will go back to Australia for precautionary medical treatment. I guess it serves me right for getting too close to the animal enclosure. That's a lesson learned, said Fraser McGurk. I look forward to com- uh, completing... How in the world, by the way, did you open with this, with the rooster story that's out there? We did the rooster story. No, we haven't done the rooster we story. We didn't do the rooster no. story? It's the number one. I, I bet we've gotten that sent to us hundreds of times. That's why, I thought, that's why I thought we did no, it. No, we haven't done the rooster story. No, I could have swore we no, did. No, we didn't do the rooster story. And, and can everybody confirm that we haven't done the rooster story? Did anybody else listen to the show? Dub? <laughs> Eddie Garcia? We haven't done the I rooster story, I do not recall story, right? a rooster story. Yeah, no, the rooster story uh, is everywhere. The, oh, you know what, what happened? We were going to do it, and you interrupted by uh, complaining about not being invited to the Fox Operate, Sports Party. Operator error by Danny G. No, no, leading no. Leading off the rooster story. No, this, I'll get to that. I haven't then. heard the, the rooster story yet. Yeah, thanks. Oh, thanks, Roberto. I'm glad somebody's paying attention on this show. Did you uh, get invited to the Fox Party yet? You know what time it is? No, no, I haven't okay. gotten invited to the Fox well, Party yet. Can you yet. talk about that while I find my rooster story? Yeah, I keep waiting for the invite to the Fox party. I haven't been. I mean, we went out to dinner last night with the Fox Sports Radio crew, and it's been uh, it's been nice down here. And they're, you know, really kind of the party scene kicks off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, <laughs> headed into the weekend. 
but everybody's being really coy and silent about the uh, the Fox Sports Radio party. Maybe they don't so want don't, you to go, Clay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think certainly that's the reason they don't want me to go. But the fact that I still don't know any details about it. You know, we had Shannon Spake on yesterday, and, you know, Shannon, really kind of the Fox Hotel is a party every night. I mean, it's a huge – everybody stayed in the same hotel. Um, but uh, I got to get up so early. So I left last night, I don't know, 11 o'clock, the whole bar. They're keeping it open until 4 a.m. in the hotel every night. It's crazy. Unbelievable. Nice. But no, I haven't actually been able to go yet. All right, so this man in India, he was killed by his own cockfighting rooster. Uh, That's an irony. <laughs> yes. Now, what they do is they uh, attach razor blades to, to them and to the, to the talons. Yes. <laughs> and so he was traveling. Talons? He was traveling for the cockfighting fight. And so I got to be careful about all the phrasing here. He was going to a cockfight. And somehow the uh, the rooster pecked him right, like, and it, it killed him. Yeah. Oh man, he died from bleed. He bled to death. He bled out. That is yeah, karma. Is, in it, by the way, finest. is let, let me like let, leave Danny G out here. Is this the worst Animal Thunderdome performance of Danny G's career? Oh my god! You're not allowed to be involved. Let me bring in the rest of oh, the crew. Stop it! Everybody in America was all excited for the Animal Thunderdome. Would you say this is the worst performance of Danny G's uh, Animal Thunderdome career, Dub? Look, it's South Beach, man. I mean, I'm sure there was some drinks. You think drinks he's hungover? No. You think I he's hungover? I, I was here an hour before the show. I think, you, I think Clay right. stumbled in with his hair a mess and gave me 30-second notice to do Animal I got, Thunderdome. I got dropped off at the wrong place. 30-second notice? I, I teased it as we went to break eight minutes ago. Okay, and I... And I got a couple of stories You're, ready, and then sounds you, like you didn't want my stories. You wanted the rooster story, I'm, which you interrupted last week this, I to think cry Danny, about not being Danny allowed G, to the Fox. worst worst performance. Oh my god! An Animal Thunderdome history. Would you agree, Eddie? Oh, that this boy. is the worst. I mean, you occasionally will stumble on your uh, on your. I don't know uh, what you're talking about on your updates. <laughs> so you're an expert sometimes on failure. Um, and I would say, would you agree with me that this is the worst performance? Let's, by, let's maybe see it's how he, let's see how he closes it out. Yeah. Try and save I don't know, her. Roberta. Do you have anything to save? You didn't even do a good job with the rooster story. Because the rooster story is two pages long, and I don't have that prepared right now. I had it prepared last week. But you should have known that you didn't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we got that. I bet we got the rooster story sent to us like a uh, hundred times. All right, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Because Danny G is choking. We're going to come <laughs> back and actually do a good job with this rooster story. Also, we're going to talk about Kobe's helicopter. I will find that's the condensed going to be, version of it. That's going to be an incredible transition. We're going to go from the uh, the rooster story in the Animal Thunderdome to discussing Kobe Bryant's helicopter in hour two. I don't know how any idea how we're going to make that transition. We're going to see if Danny, if Danny can get together. I don't think my hair looks bad, by the way. You think it looks rough? Yeah, when you well, it looked like you had been wa- maybe hiking. They dropped me here? off at the wrong part of the convention center. At the other end? Yeah, I don't know why. And so I had to walk all the way through this entire place for 15 minutes to get here. Um, and I've not been taking a shower before the show because uh, it's so early. So I think my hair looks okay. You might need some L.A. looks hair gel before we have our guests in the 80s. Yeah, I don't care about that. I, when you're <laughs> as good looking as me, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, all right, when we come back. Kobe's helicopter. This is going to be a really good discussion with Stephen Gray. I'm also going to open up phone lines. Plus, Danny G will try not to choke in the Animal Thunderdome. This is Outkick. On- this is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We are out here at Radio Row, Super Bowl 54, as we get ready for San Francisco 49ers against uh, the Miami <laughs> Miami Dolphins. I was about to say Miami Dolphins. <laughs> in Miami, San Francisco 49ers against Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, Dolphin fans. Uh, you are not in the Super Bowl again. Uh, and uh, we are going to uh, to talk in a minute about the latest on the Kobe Bryant helicopter uh, investigation that is ongoing 
with a helicopter pilot, Stephen Gray, who joined us yesterday that you guys absolutely loved. And I'm going to open up the phone lines for you in a moment here uh, and allow you to ask any questions of him uh, that you might have in the wake uh, of the Kobe Bryant incident. But first, Danny G gets an opportunity for redemption after the worst Animal Thunderdome performance of his career to close out hour one from the Wednesday edition of the Super Bowl. You said that the, the one time where I said, but the worst part, Remember, that's when you said it. Yeah, you said the worst part was uh, the, the, the wife, remember, finding yeah. out that the, the, her not, husband died. Not the guy dying. The worst part was the wife finding out about the husband. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is worse than that. This is her worst <laughs> performance ever. All right, so uh, this proud. story we have been sent yes, a lot hundreds of times. of times, I bet. And since now I had ample time to find the condensed version of the story, which I had ready last week before you rudely interrupted, New Delhi, an Indian man, died after a tussle with his rooster on their way to a cockfight. Sarapali Rayo, 50, was hit in the neck with a blade tied to his rooster's claw on January 15th. A police spokesman told CNN that the father of three was taken to the hospital where he later died from a stroke. Rayo, who lived in southern India, was a regular at local cockfights and was on his way to enter the rooster into a competition when it tried to break free, the local police house said. Now, cockfighting's been illegal in India since 1960, but... That's a stunner to me that they they, they banned cockfighting. <laughs> right. In and 1960. It's still been a big problem there. What kind of fighting? Cockfighting. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Now, the local authorities say that the uh, local cockfight still went ahead without any arrests. So, this guy is trying to go to a cockfight. Tough phrase to say again. Go into the cockfight, and a rooster tries to escape and fly to freedom, and uh, yeah, slices him. the dude's throat. Oh, hashtag karma's a yeah. Slashes his throat. Well, that is the animal thunder. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that was a lot of build up there, and uh, well, I think you're the one that built it up. You're gonna have to. Well, it's an incredible story. I had a couple of like... really good ones that you interrupted again. So All now... right. So what other ones do you have? Do you still have them? <laughs> No, I'm on a different page. On, what do you have? It's a different we don't page. have, we don't have, have like, all these screens. You have an iPad in front of you. I've got like 15 things open on my iPhone. How I know, do you not have multiple screens open? I, because I concentrated on this and I went away from the other pop-ups I had. So now let's get to the helicopter pilot. Oh, this is unbelievable. We, we'll well, hold we'll on do another Thunderdome tomorrow. Yeah, well, all right. You think you can handle that? Yeah. I mean, that is like the price is right sound uh, there for Danny G. Uh, you got 15 screens open on the. You on you could have just let me go into the two stories I had but prepared. I, but but yet, instead, last week it, I had I even had audio for the rooster story ready last week. This is just a pathetic performance. No, it's it's you rudely interrupting the I animal thunder. It's impossible for me to rudely interrupt. It's my show. That's yeah, like saying like you rudely you interrupt. like you like you know barged in. You can't barge in your own house. Like I was I was just sitting there like it's like my kid saying, "Dad, what are you doing barging into the house? It's my show. It's impossible for me to rudely interrupt." Dad, you just barged right into the house. Well, I own it. It's mine. I just walked in. Uh, All right. Actually, your um your well, does she still work at your house, the maid? Uh, well, no, we don't have a maid. We have a cleaning service. Well, she's the in. one who rudely barges into your That's right. Your when Adobe. I'm in, in the shower, yeah. and she just walks in, watches <laughs> me. I don't blame her. I look great. Uh, all right, so... Uh, uh, can, I, can I just say, um, I had 15 chickens at my house. Yes. And my girl had a rooster. We had to get rid of it. That thing is a nasty little sucker. And this whole segment you guys had with his chickens and rooster, extremely foul. 
Ste- very well oh, played. Man. Very well played. That's Stephen Gray, a helicopter pilot and a professional comedian. Stick to flying uh, the Joining point. us now. Uh, making uh, rooster humor there. Um, all right. So, yesterday – yeah, there you go. It's a little bit delayed there, too. Everybody's a little bit off their game there, uh, the sound effects. All right, so let me give out the phone number, 877-996-6369, 877-996-6369, all right? Uh, you guys can ask any questions you might have from, of, and of Stephen Gray, but I want to reset everything that we were talking about yesterday, and I told everybody out there that we were going to do this because we had several guests, and there was so much interest in this. So you have been flying helicopter, Stephen, for how long? Oh, I've been flying for over 15 years. Over 15 years. And I do breaking news and traffic in Miami for the Fox affiliate WSVN7 yep. for about uh, about that time, uh, about 15 years. Yeah. And, and uh, you'll be up in the air in Miami every looking morning. at traffic and giving people and updates on what exactly is going on. I used on. to fly close to 80 hours a month. 80, uh, hours, so 80 hours a week. 80 sorry, hours a, a week. week. Oh, wow. And, and uh, uh, just, excuse me, 80 hours a month. Well, I'm confused yeah. there. And just a tremendous amount of flying here in South Florida with uh, doing breaking news and traffic. Now I only fly in the mornings, but I yes. took off this week to be with you guys here and do Fox Sports Radio. And, and crazily, we end up with this huge story involving a helicopter with Kobe Bryant. Yes. And so uh, so I want to go into uh, some, some questions and work my way through it. So... Uh, Kobe Bryant's air, uh, helicopter. Are you familiar with the type of helicopter that yes, he's flying? Yes, it's, it's the Mac Daddy. It is the Cadillac of helicopters. The uh, Sikorsky uh, helicopter, S-76, uh, twin-engine helicopter. It's about a 50-foot helicopter, which is uh, bigger than your average news helicopter or a smaller uh, helicopter that people use for private use. This thing was I- equipped like a limousine. Yes. It uh, has uh, this helicopter has uh, just all kinds of redundancy as far as safety is concerned. You said, for instance, two engines. Yeah. Did I mention this helicopter new cost $13 million? $13 million. $13 million new. Uh, this is a used older one that they were in, but still uh, a very expensive machine. Uh, and so when they – and Kobe's been flying in helicopters for a long time yes. to avoid L.A. area traffic, and I believe initially he started it – uh, so that he could have a little bit more time at home instead of having, if he was going to live in Orange County, for people who aren't familiar, instead of driving all the way from Newport up to El Segundo and, uh, and then on into downtown where uh, the, the Staples Center is, he would fly in on this helicopter quite a bit. And, in fact, obviously a lot of people know, but they were on their way to his uh, his daughter's uh, basketball game when they were flying from, uh, from Orange County back up to uh, the L.A. area. Okay, and so this, uh, this helicopter – is flying on a day when there is really bad fog, right? Really bad fog. And, you know, they were talking to the tower, and they had to get what's called special VFR, where they they acknowledge that, hey, we do have fog, and uh, when they have to ask for that special VFR to, to continue flying, they're flying in controlled airspace, so different airports, and they're like, we're going to let you in this airspace, but they can only let one aircraft in at a time because the the fog and conditions aren't good. Yeah. And they have to track that aircraft and hand it over to another airport. So it wasn't like they didn't know that they were going into an area that had fog. The pilot didn't know that. Uh, this pilot, by the way, there's more information coming out on, out on him. He allegedly had close to 1,200 hours time in that helicopter and 8,000 hours total time. So this pilot was should have been very experienced in what he did, he was also a CFI, which means certified flight instructor. He taught people and students how to fly helicopters. So 
as you are looking at all of the evidence, and, and it's interesting that the Los Angeles Police Department said they would not put their own helicopters up in the air based on these fog conditions, correct? Correct. They, they had grounded their aircraft and made a decision. You know, those the police officers that run that, that division have to cover a wide area, and if they see fog or, or bad weather in an area, they say, hey, guys, we, we can't operate, and they shut down. So um, as a result, you can basically be told now i want to take a step back so when la decides that the police department says these these uh, conditions are too tough for us to fly do they ground helicopters based on weather conditions no they don't uh, that so is up to can, the pilot the pilot individual in pilots make has decisions. total say so on that the tower will let you fly it's like clay you want to fly your helicopter yes. today in south florida and well, the weather's bad, we've got a thunderstorm, or we've got severe fog, we'll let you fly it because the pilot in command has the final say-so. It is not the, the tower. Now, we've got a Super Bowl coming up here in South Florida. Right. We, we talked about it before. We have a thing called a temporary a TFR, temporary flight restriction. When President Trump comes to uh, Los Angeles or anywhere in the country, you get a temporary flight restriction. When the Super Bowl, one of the biggest events in the world, happens, we're going to have a controlled airspace here in South Florida, and this will be completely shut down as far as uh, any private aircraft coming through and in and out the area. So it's going to be very controlled. So uh, that is the only time they can stop aircraft from flying. But if you want to fly in conditions that could be poor or dangerous to you, they're going to let you do it. Okay, so Kobe and his crew make the decision to get up in the air. Where they are in uh, Orange County, let's say the weather conditions are not as foggy and not as bad. They took off from John Wayne Airport, by the way. Which is a a pretty famous airport. Absolutely. Uh, In Orange County, if you're familiar with that, south of uh, of L.A. But you said, and, and, and this makes sense as well, that when you are getting up in a helicopter, you don't just pay attention, obviously, to the weather conditions where you're taking off. You should be looking into where they, where you're going and your travel path. As a pilot in command, if I were flying you, Clay, and we were going to fly from here in Miami today, maybe you wanted to go have lunch in Key West. Yeah. My job is to uh, look and see, hey, are we going to be able to make it from Miami to the through Marathon and to the lower keys and make it there carefully? If we can't do that, I need to look at alternate routes. Maybe instead of flying you down the island chain, in a helicopter, maybe I'm going to have to fly you over the uh, Gulf or another way. Or I might have to say, Clay, guess what? We can't do this safely today. Sorry, boss. Um, you can take a bus or a limo down there. And you were saying that uh, that basically it's so foggy that when it's that foggy, you have to fly almost entirely off of your instruments, right? Correct. Well, here's the thing. You have to be a, a instrument-rated pilot. Which, which, is this, a, which is a higher level of pilot, Correct, right? which this pilot was. But even if you are an instrument-rated pilot, you have to be current in instrument flying. And secondly, as a pilot who has experienced uh, uh, conditions where you're going into IFR or just where you lose visibility, you have to be able to cut over to those instruments. It's like if you're in your car right now and you're driving and all of a sudden everything fogs out. Well, if you've got a screen in front of you maybe with a GPS that can keep you on the road and you can follow it, that's good. But if you don't jump to that screen quickly and you're like, well, I think I know where I'm at and you don't know where you're at, this is how people you know, go off roads and crash or, or why you have these massive car pileups in foggy conditions. So what do you think, looking at all of the evidence that's out there right now, what do you think happened on this flight? I had some haters when I was on your show yesterday saying, how <laughs> no dare way. you, no how way. dare you uh, speculate, which what, and, and some of this is my opinion as well, well too. Let me cut you off here too. 
everything is informed speculation. Absolutely. Because when they do these investigations, there's no black box on no, this helicopter. No, there is no black box on this helicopter or data recorder, and that's something that some folks are saying, and actually something that's kind of like in the news this morning. They're like, whoa, that helicopter didn't have a collision avoidance system. There's a lot of people on the Internet, if they had it, it may have happened. Well, not necessarily. Because some of the last communications between the tower and the pilot of this aircraft, he's saying, hey, I've got a cloud layer. I have to climb. So we're thinking he may have climbed into that cloud layer and possibly in the climb may have lost control of the helicopter. And then you get that steep left descent where it went into uh, a cavernous area and crashed. By the way, the FAA is saying new data we're getting today that we didn't know about yesterday a, they believe that, and this is the FAA and NTSB saying that that helicopter appeared to be in one piece before it hit the ground. So that means possibly controllable. It, it, its blades were there. Everything was there. Secondly, they said it, it just missed a ravine, clearing it by 20 or 30 feet. They also said the area that it was in, there were higher mountains around it. So it kind of went into a cavernous area almost uh, missed uh, hitting one mountain, but still it had other stuff around it where if it were to keep going, it was obviously going to hit something. And when I say informed speculation, ultimately that's all an investigation is too, Absolutely. right? Like because you look at all the facts and you're not in the in the well, cockpit or you don't have well, a black uh, a black box recorder, so you're trying to reconstruct as best you can what happened and then hypothesize in an intelligent manner come up with a, a hypothesis for what took place on that aircraft. And, and the FAA and NTSB GO team that's on scene there, they're experts in looking at the blades and, and looking at the helicopter and they say, okay, you know, this this helicopter, this blade hit something in the air or maybe it hit the boom of the aircraft in the air or no, this thing came apart onto the, onto the ground. And from what I understand, that helicopter hit so hard that the masts were, were just knocked off of it so this is a high speed they're saying this is not me this is the faa and ntsb saying this is a high speed into the ground collision and they also said they they actually found some personal items uh, maintenance records of the airship uh, they also found uh, a, a, a uh, ipad and personal phones as well too so what do you so let's let's go into this uh, let's go into this situation as as we're flying like you are of, we know that what the helicopter did, there was conversation going back and forth between the helicopter pilot and uh, and the ground control in some way, right? Yeah, and by the way, he's trying to follow roads to get, you know, snake through different roads and, and cavernous areas to get to where he's going because conditions aren't good. If the conditions were better, the pilot wouldn't have been following roads. He would have been higher in the air and just taking a route more direct to where he was going. Right. As long as the uh, tower permitted him to do that. But when conditions are, are, are kind of poor like they were, it's like, okay, we got to get down. We got to stay low because of the lower ceiling. Now you're kind of getting pushed into an area where there's terrain and fog, terrain, and helicopters. It's it's bad news. Is it possible that when you're on the the coast that fog is going to be worse on the coast, right? So at some point, could they have just decided, you know what, we're just going to go back inland, you know, uh, go uh, further inland in uh, into California and come back down like that way that fog burn, well, burns it, off it, as it, distance? It, it depends on where you're at. You know, you can have a front and, and temperature inversion. Some areas on the coast sometimes could be good. Yeah. I've seen it both ways. I've seen it where the coast is good and inland is bad, and then I've seen it the other way. It depends on where you're at and what are, what is the weather system at the time. These are all things that the FAA will be looking at. But it, it, it still... They knew earlier in the tape, we listened to the tapes. We played a little bit of it yesterday, but I listened to the 
most of the conversations between the air traffic controller and the helicopter yeah. that was doomed here. And they're telling him, listen, it's, it's IFR. It's, so it, it was no surprise that they were, and they had to ask for a special VFR to fly in the airspace. So it's no surprise that the, the conditions weren't good what they were getting into. How many times have you been in a situation where it's so foggy that you can't see anything? Well, I work for uh, a company down here in Miami, South Beach Helicopters, and if we have foggy conditions, we don't even take our passengers up. At all? At all. I did run into one situation. I was bringing Where, a, like, fog rolled in? Yeah, well, we, 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 we see it ahead of time. Fog, at least here in South Florida, yes, it can roll in, but it's not. The, something to learn here is the temperature and dew point. Okay, if the temperature, like it's 70 degrees here now or 65 degrees here in South Florida, a little cooler than normal, and the dew point match each other, that means there's a high probability you're going to have fog. So as a pilot, you look at those things and, and see if the dew point and temperature are close to each other within a few degrees, there's a high probability you could have fog in there, especially with no wind. And there were calm wind conditions in California at the time of this crash. And those are all things that can make things really, really bad for a pilot. So if you had been in California, you would have never taken off in this situation? No. Or if I had got into the situation, I would have backed down. I would have said, hey, hey, boss, Sokobi, uh, I, I don't think we're going to make it. We, we would have maybe probably landed at an alternate airport further north. And, and, and hey, we're going to have to get you a limo or Uber or whatever he, you know, or, you know, whatever he likes to take to get to where he's going because you can't. You can't push it. Now, that aircraft is IFR for, uh, as far as uh, capability, but uh, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, it, he has to be ready for. You just can't immediately cut over to those type of uh, flying conditions. So when we come back, I want to walk you through uh, the process uh, by which this happens, but also I'm going to open up phone lines because I know a lot of you out there listening right now uh, I don't think very many people have had a helicopter expert on to talk about the way that this accident might have happened. Uh, but the, the, the tough thing, and we're talking to Stephen Gray, he's been flying helicopters 15 years, he's with us down here in Miami. The tough thing from your perspective is, when you look at all the factors surrounding this, this feels like a completely avoidable accident, right? It's Ab not as if suddenly like the, the rotor stopped working on the helicopter and there's no way to avoid this. Absolutely, and, and you know, this is actually very bad for our business. And you said a lot of people have canceled flights even down People in have been canceling flights. And, you know, people don't realize the positive, positive things that helicopters do every day, from air rescue, whether it be Coast Guard, local police, and fire rescue, to, to we save lives, uh, th these guys do, and men and women in the military every day. So helicopters aren't bad. But you, you have a situation like this, it, 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 it's extremely Scares bad. People. for the. Oh, absolutely. I would be scared, too, if I was listening. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going in a chopper again. But we have to look. We don't know exactly what caused this. But everyone, and even the NTSB, they're saying the weather looks like it could have been a major factor in this collision. And I, I know I said I was going to go to break, but I want to ask you this, too. Sometimes you can fly, you said, from instruments only. It's possible this guy just got so confident Overloaded. in his abilities that he's been in dangerous situations flying in fog before and believed that he was just good enough to be able to handle even the toughest conditions. You're, you're correct on that. It's possible. It's like, hey, you know, we, we kind of punched through some fog before and, you know, maybe, the, you know, it's, it's light fog. We'll just get through it here. It's just this little area here. But maybe this morning it was worse than normal. And, you know, that's, a, that's the risk you take. Punching through fog is, is not a good thing, especially low in a helicopter. Airplanes fly in fog every day, 
and they do a good job at it. But they're also equipped with uh, landing systems and takeoff systems and autopilot systems that can fly them through the fog. And they're landing and taking off at airports that are made to uh, uh, take these aircraft that are IFR equipped. They're not flying in, in, a, in a mountain area low to the ground, low right. and slow. All right, uh, we're going to continue to talk with Stephen Gray. When we come back, I'm going to also open up phone lines. There may be questions that you guys have about this helicopter incident, that uh, the tragedy involving Kobe Bryant that you have had from reading media reports or just now listening to Stephen Gray. We're going to have him with us here uh, for another segment. Take your calls. Continue to uh, discuss everything surrounding this uh, story. Try to make you a little bit smarter about understanding exactly what went on and what happened. I'm Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage. Our phone number, 877-996-6369. We are live, Radio Row, down in Miami, getting you ready for Super Bowl 54 here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2Pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of 
seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back in. Outkate the coverage. Clay Travis here. We are live on Radio Row in Miami, and uh, we've got a lot of you who want to weigh in. We're talking with Stephen Gray. He's been flying helicopters for a long time about the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash, trying to make sense of it, trying to understand exactly what happened. Uh, and uh, we, we were talking off air because I'm fascinated by all the details here as well. I don't know anything at all about helicopters. And one of the questions that we were asking is, how much knowledge in advance before this plane crash, before this air, you know, a lot of times I think people hear airplane crash and there's generally a knowledge that you're going to crash in an airplane, right? Like you're coming down for a long time. How much knowledge do you think the people in this uh, helicopter would have had that they were about to crash? I, I think this happened very quickly and, you know, the, the visibility was very poor. So it's possible that uh, they didn't see it coming. And then next thing you know, the, the helicopter is gyrating and, and descending rapidly and may have been spinning out of control. That we don't know. That's something yes. we'll have to find out uh, from the investigators. But we do know it did descended very quickly. So a feeling of weightlessness. And then next thing you know, it, it was over very, very quickly. Uh, the the pictures of the crash scene are are just devastating. And the NTSB and FAA are saying when the helicopter hit, it was in one piece, according yeah. to them. So... That means that its blades were on, it was flyable, and, uh, you know, if they potentially uh, lost an engine, maybe they could have done an auto-rotation or something to to bring that aircraft in. Now, you also said something interesting. We're talking off-air. You said if, for instance, uh, you are a military professional, they do, like, all these tests on people to make them understand how quickly you can lose control of an aircraft in yes. a fog-like situation. Well, for our listeners listening right now, imagine you're in your car and you lose complete visibility. How long are you going to stay on the road if you can't even see the line in front of you? Probably a few seconds, and then you, the potential for you to crash into a guardrail or another car goes very high, and that's what happens in these foggy conditions. So they did test military pilots. These are highly skilled military pilots. pilots. And they put them in a situation where they flying VFR, which is visual flight rules, where yes. they have to look at the you know horizon and they have to look at the ground and they have to say, okay, this we got to keep this helicopter you know f- you know flying level. They put them into I- situations where it's instant IFR and they they can't see or you know they're flying into instrument uh, conditions. And the average time they lasted before in a simulator they crashed seven seconds. It's amazing, unbelievable. So you can lose control very quickly of a helicopter, even if you're a highly skilled pilot. Even if you're a highly skilled pilot. Now keep in mind this pilot uh, apparently had lots of time. It probably was very highly skilled. I mean, he was flying that helicopter for over 1,200 hours. But when you get yourself into a condition where you've got uh, poor visibility, you can't see very good, you're probably starting to stress and overload, and now you're, 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 you, you see a massive layer of clouds, you can't see anything, so he quickly potentially climbs, because that's one of the last things he did, according to the radar, before the aircraft crashed, could have pulled the heck out of the, the, the collective on this helicopter. The collective is like a parking brake that controls... Trying the, to get up above the fog. Yes, trying, trying to get to above do. or get out of it. 
And, you know, maybe, maybe this is speculation yeah. from me guessing Informed here. speculation. Yes, though, that yeah. maybe he lost control because the helicopter went to a left turn and, and that was it after that. There's a lot of people on Twitter asking, and I asked this question too, when it's a foggy condition down low, right. why can't you just go, like you said, this air, this helicopter can go up to like 10,000 feet. It, why not just go as high as you can? Because the airspace he was in and, and, and the L.A. area is heavily, heavily flown. You've got LAX and all the other airports, jets coming in and out of there that have, uh, of course, their, their IFR and, and flying at higher altitudes. So he was in controlled airspace. He has to stay down lower. That is the rules of the road for aircraft in that area. Now, if he had told them he was in distress, they probably would have given him the higher altitude. He told them that he was climbing, so they're like, okay, go ahead and climb. But after that, he disappeared. That was the last communication. He said, hey, I, I've got to climb. There's you know, low ceiling. Yeah. And that, that was it. All right, we got a bunch of callers who want to ask questions. We're talking to Stephen Gray. He's a helicopter pilot uh, about this Kobe Bryant incident, and a lot of you have questions, as I do, and I'm curious what questions you guys might have. Dub, uh, you want to go start queuing them up? Let's see what uh, what questions are out there. Yeah, let's roll through them. For, we'll start off with Jim in Texas. Jim, what you got for us? Hey, totally tragic story. I, just, I can't believe it. My, my one question is it, seem, it seems like that's a high amount of passengers – for a helicopter, just what I know, I've been in a, I've been in a helicopter probably half a dozen times. Is that a high amount of? Uh, a lot, yeah, a lot thanks of for the call. Nine people on this. Jim, nine people on this helicopter. Jim, that's a good question. No, it's not. Actually, that helicopter is made to take more, uh, depending on how it's equipped. But that, because it's a luxurious helicopter, it has uh, fewer seats compared to if it was used for offshore oil rigging or military purposes, because they want everybody nice and comfy in there. So it's not that helicopter can easily handle that load. So and it wasn't overloaded. Yeah, the number of people wouldn't have impacted. We, the I, way I, I, I don't think so. No, and I mean obviously that. It's me speculating it uh, because, uh, you know, could they have had cargo on board? Probably not because they were just going to a basketball game and, and, and coming back. But, yeah, that aircraft is easily made to, to handle that load. Okay, Dub, who's up next? All right, we got Shane in New York. Shane, what questions you got? Hey, Travis. Um, great show. Um, enjoy you having this pilot on. Hey, uh, I, I think he already agreed that the, that the pilot probably should have never even took off. I mean, anytime you request special visual flight um, and, and also knowing that L.A. County had grounded, uh, pilots probably should have never took off. But wanted to ask him what his thoughts were when also it seems like it was, it was, total clear, uh, it was clear pilot air. Um, when he was in route, he requested flight falling and and uh, was too low to receive from air traffic. And also, before he crashed, he was traveling about 170 miles per hour, and they said that he could have slowed that plane could have slowed down to about 15 miles per hour, which would have helped because um, toward the end they said he was only about 20 or 30 feet above uh, that terrain that he probably hit, and that low speed would have helped, um, you know. Uh, avoid that crash that uh, most likely happened. Thanks for the call. Does that make the speed here factor in? Oh, it's a huge factor, yeah. I mean, I I personally think that that chopper may have been out of control when it was, was coming down there. Or because why would he fly so fast? If you if you you know you're flying that fast into conditions that are like that, and you know you're low, 
Uh, I, I, if he's higher, that's a little bit different. That's cruise speed. That top speed of that helicopter is about 160, 179. So he's going, so he's going super fast. He's in going this super, thing when he hits the super fast when he hits. Yeah, it was, and, and the, this is confirmed by the NTSB and FAA. But it was, a, it was an awful collision. You know, we we brought it up uh, yesterday, and I want to bring it up again. Helicopters can land anywhere, and we talked about the fog going to the condition. If this pilot just found an area in a field, and they don't like to do that. Because because but it's, you've done it's embarrassing. It, you it's embarrassing. It's like, hey, sorry, boss, I can't make it here. But I'd rather land in a field and stop than be in a field upside down. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 better to stop. Stop the flight. Uh, who's up next, Dub? Mike in Myrtle Beach. Mike, what you got for us? Hey, good morning, guys. Um, you know, there's no more heartbreak in the story. And it's interesting. Um, I have two kids. They're in their 20s. Uh, whatever, but that that helicopter. I was saying to the producer uh, while I was waiting on deck, a, a veteran uh, pilot, twelve hundred hours. But um, when you have that much fog coming in, you could be. I would imagine. I know nothing about flying, but plus the fact he went super fast upon impact. It, it just um, no, no red flag went off, but it, it could happen in, in the blink of an eye, and that's what happened. You know. Um, Thanks. This is a highly skilled pilot. It just speaks to how difficult the, the, well, the, yeah, the situation was. 1,200 hours in that particular aircraft, that is the Mac Daddy of aircraft. So not a lot of pilots can say they have that kind of time in that S-76 unless they're older pilots who've been in the biz for a while or offshore doing oil rig kind of stuff. But 8,000 hours total, that's a lot of flying time. Yeah. And this guy, once again, was a CFI. But as the caller just mentioned... In a blink of an eye, in a situation, the, the pilot's already loaded. He's like, hey, uh, conditions aren't good. I've got Kobe behind me and his family. Uh, I need flight following. Can, flight following, by the way, when he's talking to the various towers or approach and departures of airports, they kind of like will tell him where to go. So if the conditions are bad, they'll say, okay, uh, uh, Clay, uh, you know, fly a heading 090, which would be, you know, like due east or, or, or due no, or north would be 360 or, yeah. zero or, 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 or west, uh, you know, 270. It's, it's, they kind of like guide you. They're like your helpers. They look out for you while you're flying in the air. But because of his altitude, they said he's too low. They can't work him, and he couldn't climb because if he climbed, he's in the fog, right? In the cloud layer, which is you can't do that. Just as bad. Just uh, as bad. Uh, all right, who's up next, Dub? We got Jerry in Indiana. Jerry, what you got for us? Hey, Travis, uh, got a question. Is this a helicopter pilot that he's used before and is comfortable with? So if the helicopter pilot went to Kobe and said, "Hey, we're running into uh, some weather that." If he was comfortable with it, is he just going straight through it because oh, who he you, is? You, yeah, thanks. You talked about this, that the relationship, sometimes you have guys, you said for, for you. Yeah, he uh, apparently uh, Kobe has flown with this pilot many times before, and he was the preferred pilot for Kobe. So they know, knew each other well, and, uh, you know, they had no problems in the past. And you said, though, that sometimes people who are highly successful, you've flown for uh, here in the Miami area. Correct. They make demands, right? Like they're like, yeah, I got to get to this like, meeting. Yeah, I got to go. I've, I've had attorneys. I've had my bosses uh, for, for our company, uh, South Beach Helicopters. Hey, I have to be at this meeting at a you know, certain city on time. Even if the weather's dangerous. Yeah, like, I mean, we, me we, we, didn't, we didn't have dangerous weather, but I have warned my own bosses before in the past 
that hey, uh, if if we go to the city which was close to town, or actually Fort Myers at the time, if we have bad weather, we might not be coming home tonight. Right. So just just letting you know, I, I can't guarantee. We did make it home that night, but you know we we can't fly in all weather conditions. Right. You can't. Uh, Dub, who's up? John in North Carolina. John, what you got for us? What's up, Clay? I uh, just got a question about the black box. I've, I've read several reports saying that there was no black box confirmed on the aircraft. I was wondering if, Stephen, do you, are you, is your aircraft that you operate required to have a black box? No, they're not required to have a black box, and that's something that the FAA is talking about, that maybe if they, all these aircraft did have black boxes, uh, they would, uh, it would make it a lot easier for them to investigate crashes like this. But keep in mind, black boxes do add weight, and they add cost to an aircraft, and these aircraft are already millions. I mean, that aircraft knew. It was an older aircraft that went down. Uh, they went in, but it's $13 million. Right. So you add a black box, it's more weight. By the way, helicopters are weight sensitive because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, equipment in a small area, so they try to max out uh, the you know, capability of the aircraft and keep things light as possible. But most small general aviation aircraft, like your Cessnas, your uh, Cherokees, your Pipers, all those aircraft, and, and even lighter, smaller helicopters do not have black boxes. Uh, Eddie Garcia, go ahead and give me an update if you can, and then we'll close out with a couple more of your calls to finish out uh, the second hour of the program. Eddie, what you got for me? Well, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some games to note in the NBA where the Celtics become the first team in the Eastern Conference to go into Miami and get a win this season. They beat the Heat 109-101. Bucks over the Wizards 151-131. Milwaukee wins without star Giannis Antetokounmpo. Sat out with a shoulder injury. Chris Middleton a career-high 51 points as Milwaukee is now a league-best 41-6 on the year. 76ers beat the Warriors 115 104. The Sixers honored the late Kobe Bryant before the game. Of course, he was born in Philadelphia, grew up in the suburbs, won a state title in high school in Pennsylvania. Joel Embiid was back after missing nine games with a finger injury. He scored 24 points for the Sixers in the win while wearing Kobe Bryant's number 24. Raptors beat the Hawks 130-114. That's eight straight wins for Toronto. College basketball, one upset. Virginia knocks off fifth-ranked Florida State 61-256. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20% a better pairing than pineapple and pizza. There, I said it. Call 1-800-FARMERS for a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. All right, we come back. We'll take a few more of your calls. I'll also ask, and we talked about this yesterday, is this at all similar to what happened to JFK Jr. years and years ago when he crashed trying to fly uh, in the Northeast? This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh Uh-oh, better get Mako. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. Millions of people a year getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. 
What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashbackmatch. Been talking with Stephen Gray uh, for much of this hour about the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. He is a helicopter pilot, flies down in Miami, has been answering a lot of your questions. Want to get to the last of the callers and make sure we get all of those questions answered. Also want to thank Stephen Gray, uh, who has been a fantastic guest so far. Uh, what do you got for us, Dub? All right, let's go to Kevin in L.A. Kevin, what you got? Hey, thanks, Clay. First of all, for doing this for us. This therapy has been amazing. I mean, I'm from L.A. We're healing still as a city. Kobe meant so much to the city, does so much for us. And thank you, sir, for uh, helping us with these, these questions being answered, really putting a lot together. Uh, Anytime. I had a um, first off, with clients, when you're flying from a private um, jet area, usually they come back and they tell you, hey, the weather's kind of bad. Just give us a couple hours then, you know, we'll have you up in the air. But they don't ask you. They just say, we can't fly. And I understand that this guy was just going to pick up Kobe, but when you got eight people's lives in your hands, don't you think you say, hey, we can't fly. The terrain is kind of rough and there's fog. And another thing is, in L.A., we have Van Nuys Airport and Santa Monica Airport. When he was circling around in Burbank, why didn't the tower anybody tell him, hey, you guys should land in, in Van Nuys or, or Santa Monica? I mean, it would have been a 45-minute drive to Thousand Oaks for Kobe. So that's the sad thing about this. It feels like this, all this was avoidable, you know, if there was just was some communication. And, and it was showing fog. It, it just – the relationship we had with, he had with Kobe, it would just seem like he would say, hey, Kobe, we can't fly now. The weather's, the weather's bad. Just wait, and then we'll, we'll, we'll fly in the air in about two hours. I just, I just, I don't understand that. And don't usually some people fly with two pilots. Um, yes, actually, that air, that aircraft is actually equipped to, to fly. When I was told to fly with two uh, pilots, that's a very. He had a lot of good questions there. Yes, uh, the the I personally would have landed at another airport instead of continuing in those conditions. But you know what I'm thinking is possibly that maybe. You know, they've skirted fog before, and maybe it's like, well, maybe this fog is not too bad, so let's push a little bit and see what we can do here. But then uh, it just got worse and worse, and it's like, well, I I'm going to make it. I'm going to fight through this, and that's the worst thing you can do as a pilot. You know, I, I, I want to tell our listeners that if you are thinking about ever becoming even clay, you ever wanted to become a pilot, whether it be an airplane or helicopter, it's freedom. As you know, if you have your own airplane or helicopter, and you don't have to be a billionaire to do it, you can actually buy an inexpensive Cessna $40,000, $50,000 and go fly it uh, today and take your family and go have fun. But you have to obviously fly it in good conditions. But flying is freedom. When you guys go to the airport, when you guys came here from Los Angeles to Miami, you had to go to the airport hours ahead of time. You had to go through all that freaking mess of the uh, airport. Let me go right, through yeah. your stuff. When I board an airplane or helicopter that I fly with my customers, you don't go through it. Hey, let's get in the aircraft. Let's go. You want to bring your money. You want to bring whatever. You pay for convenience. You pay for convenience. You want to bring your gun. You can bring that too. You know, I mean, it's it's no, it's flying is freedom when you have your own aircraft. It's not a pain in the butt when you uh, have to go commercial and you get the rigmarole. Uh, quickly, uh, let's see if we can get a couple more of these callers who have been waiting for us. What you got? Dave in Florida. Dave, uh, what you got? Fast. Hey. Hey, good morning, Clayton. Steve. Uh, real quick, when he was uh, authorized to go higher up, why not, like you said, talk about hitting the collective, why not just stop all forward movement and just climb straight up or just hover where you're at until he switches over from the visual to the instrument flight? 
That, that's a very good question, but you keep in mind, uh, when, you're, when you're climbing, maybe he saw this cloud bank at the last second. I'm just uh, trying to imagine what this pilot is going through, and you, you freak out. Maybe he saw something that he didn't like, and he pulled very quickly. When you pull quickly on the collective and you can't see, a lot of helicopter fly, pilots, we fly with our butts. We can feel the, the, the helicopter. We can feel it moving up. We can move, feel it moving down, and if we haven't converted to the instruments, now maybe he overreacted, and, and this is speculation, and, and, and from flying in conditions like this, and, and, and being in simulators as well too, maybe he overreacted and lost control of the ship at that time. Really, uh, I don't think we have time for the last caller, but I appreciate uh, you, Stephen Gray. You have been fantastic answering all of our questions. We got a bunch of guests coming our way. Up next, Brian Dawkins is going to be with us. Uh, I am Clay Travis, hour number two, uh, finishing off here at the uh, Super Bowl 54 in Miami from Radio Row in South Beach. Again, my thanks to Stephen Gray. He has been fantastic. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is tracy v wilson from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car like a legendary camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive you can count on your new camry to get anywhere you need to go and with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable corolla with a trim for every lifestyle 
style. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We are joined now by former NFL All-Pro stud, big-time playmaker, Brian Dawkins, as well as Jason Darby, who served in the military for eight years. We're here in Radio Row, Super Bowl 54, uh, getting ready for the 49ers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. But this is a uh, this is a really important and impressive uh, thing that you are doing, canines for warriors. And so, uh, Brian, I want to start with you, and then I'm going to bring you in, Jason, as well. Uh, tell me what you guys do. This stat is one of the most unbelievable. You know, in, in this day and age, uh, we talk a lot about uh, about trying to make the world a better place, I feel like. And this stat has always blown me away. There are an average of 20 veterans every day who take their own lives in this country. And the first time I heard it, I couldn't believe that that was true at all. It is one of the most staggering statistics that exists, I would say, in American life today. Again, an average of roughly 20 veterans every day take their own lives in this country. And I'm sure when you heard that statistic as well, Brian, you were blown away by it. And you're trying to do something to help combat that. What is it? Oh, absolutely. You know, obviously, um, throughout my career, I've worn the number 20. Um, and, you know, when I heard that stat um, and, you know, I have family members that have been in the military and, yeah. you know, uh, my nephew is going through some things right now that he's dealing with off and on. So, you know, for me to now use the platform that I'm blessed to have to bring awareness to that, you know, for people to donate at least, you know, $20 to help with K- canines for um, for warriors. Yes. And and, and basically it's, it's, a, um, it's a place where you, you bring in dogs obviously and they're trained up and they're fitted with the veterans and and statistics have shown that you know things begin to go better for that individual and hopefully that person won't be a part of that stat that that 20 and hopefully we can get that 20 down to almost nothing yes and hopefully that'll be something that that this will help do this will help do so basically the canines for warriors the idea is we bring in jason darby jason you were uh you served Mm -hmm. for eight years from 2000 to 2008 uh, the idea is that the dogs help the the soldiers to be better mentally stable. Like, explain to me exactly how this works. Okay, so just being around the dog in general, there's statistics out there that actually show that uh, just petting a dog reduces the level of anxiety and cortisol in your body. Uh, so um, having her with you uh, in the time of in which you're you're you know at your top or having a bad day or whatnot. Um, you know, it's just naturally she calms you down. She'll actually nudge you. Uh, she'll uh, sit in front of me and just stare at me sometimes. You know, just kind of make me aware of what's going on with my body. How did you become aware of this program? I actually researched it online. My wife was actually talking about, um, you know, how there were other other organizations out there that uh, did this exact same thing. Um, just happened to do a little Google search, and Canines for Warriors came up. I applied to it. Shortly after, I actually got a phone call. Uh, they vetted me uh, to make sure that you know the dog was going to be taken care of and everything. Uh, then uh, shortly after that, I went to a uh, three-week 
uh, boot camp per se. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where they train me. The dog's already trained. Uh, and, uh, you know, then you get to take them home. Yeah. So uh, how difficult was coming back from serving for you? Did you have difficulty with transition coming back into civilian life? I did. I did. Uh, so ultimately when you come back and, you know, Brian and I were actually talking about this, uh, ult- you know, it's just really hard because, you know, you've lived with those people from you live with them, you eat with them, uh, you go to sleep next to them, you know, uh, and then come, coming back into civilian world um, and being in a combat situations as well. Uh, it's just totally different life. Uh, yeah. So it's very, very hard for, you know, to, to cope with um, your surroundings, what's going on, you know, because it's different. You know, where did you serve overseas? I served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and I also did a, a peace mission in Haiti. How long were you overseas? Uh, each time, roughly six months. And when you would come back from those places, uh, you mentioned like the, the difficulty of transitioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, was any one trip more difficult? Did going and spending more time overseas make the transition back more difficult? How, how for you did you find it? Um, you know, they're all equally difficult, I guess. Yeah. You know? uh, so being in a combat situation is very stressful. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're at your, your peak 24-7. Um, you know, uh, the, I mean, it's, it's, there's uh, nothing like it's civilian life. So you have gone to a different level than most people will ever see having served in combat where Mm -hmm. your life's in danger any moment and coming back to civilian life, it can be difficult to readjust. Right. So the hypervigilance that you have over there transitions over here and just never, never quits. So how did the canines, and again, this is an incredible program, caninesforwarriors.org, again, the stat that I believe is is truly unbelievable, 20 uh, veterans every day uh, take their own lives. How did it help you? Uh, So ultimately, you know, I was in a bad place, uh, you know, with my family, my career. It just wasn't wasn't going well, uh, you know, and um, I, uh, you know, my wife ended up actually asking, you know, or mentioning this program to me. Uh, and, um, you know, I ended up uh, actually applying. What do you think would happen if this program didn't exist? I think there would be more than 20, mm. more than 20 a day. Uh, Brian, wow. you, the, the, the connection between the military and football is a profound one. I mean, you know, the soldiers are among the biggest football fans there are anywhere. Uh, what was it in particular about this program that you found so fulfilling? It's a lot of it. Um, first of all, I have we have dogs. We have two dogs. Yeah. And I know what it's like to, you know, have to take care of a dog and want to take care of a dog. And I know what, you know, having, you know, one of my dogs, uh, we had to amputate one of the, her, her legs. She had cancer in it. Yeah. So we know the bond that you have with right. this animal. It's not just a dog. Like, it's a part. She's a part of the family. We've right. Spent, we've spent a lot of money accordingly. Yeah. But when you have that, there's just a different feel you get. You walk into the house, the dogs come up to you, even if you've had a bad day. The dog, the dog helps you out. And so I wanted to make sure that I'm a part of it because not just the 20, but also because I know how much of a uh, part of the family both of our dogs are and how they bless us. And as I begin to read up on even st- uh, statistics on um, not just military, but even some it, people with um, uh, men- mental disorders, yeah. you know, where they're harming themselves. A dog can sense when they're about to go through some. Even with some people who have, who have seizures, yes. a dog can sense that. So they'll come up and immediately get in front, like Jason was talking about, to get in front of you to yeah. make sure that you don't harm yourself, you don't do anything. So I wanted to be a part of it to make uh, bring it aware and bring this organization to the forefront of people 
again, potentially donating at least $20 to so that we can help these dogs be trained. I think um, the last stat that I saw was like 1,100 dogs or something like that have been trained thus far. Yes. We want to get that up. We can get that up and get these dogs to more veterans. Like Jason said, we can get that number down so it won't, it won't continue to trickle up. The website is caninesforwarriors.org. Jason, uh, before we started talking on air, uh, you're from South Carolina. I am. And you have the misfortune right now to be a South Carolina game <laughs> fan as opposed to a Clemson Tiger fan. When you were uh, overseas, how much talk about sports would you and your fellow soldiers have? Uh, I mean, it's something that can unite you with back home, right? Yeah, when, whenever we had the ability to actually uh, see any kind of sports, yeah. you know, we'd most definitely that's one of the number one things we talked about. Uh, how much would it mean to you if South Carolina beat Clemson next year? Uh, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but that's hey. gonna be tough. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for South Carolina in general here. I mean, you guys got a big win on the road against Georgia. That came out of nowhere, yeah, right? It did. It did. Um, and so, Brian, I know you've seen it over the years. That connection between the military and uh, and and uh, and certainly football players. We're here at Super Bowl Fifty Four. You have patrolled uh, the uh, the field for a long time. Yes. Uh, Andy Reid, your your former coach, is back. What would it mean to you to see Andy Reid win a Super Bowl? I, I will tell you, I will be shedding tears of joy for Andy. For That's big, how good of a guy he is. Win. Absolutely, he's he's a phenomenal human being. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously, obviously, we don't get it always as fans. You don't always get a chance to see what that people part are actually of a coach. like. Yeah. Behind closed doors, when he pulls into his office, just you and him, and you're t he's talking about specific things to help you as a person right. and as a player. You don't get, you're not privy, privy to that as a fan. So he's a phenomenal, phenomenal human being. First of all, great coach, and you know it's. And I'm not doing anything as far as talking bad about the 49ers. He, they have earned the right to be there. Both teams. I just think that this will this will be the time that he'll be able to pull it out. And uh, you were in the Super Bowl. What do you remember about that experience? We lost. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's cutting. How often do you that's, think about that game? Um, well, especially during the Super, <laughs> when it's, the Super it's Bowl comes in, not to, right? it is. It is, especially when you're a competitor. When you compare, but let's let's get back to something real quick. You was talking about the the, dip, the similarities to the two yes. military and football. Right. As a football player, I was. Um, ramp, I, ramp, I was constantly revving my engine up. Yes. The highest it can go is because I have to be alert for everything. Right. To make the plays I need to make, to make the big hits that I need to make. You have to, to be hyper-aware You have to be hyper-aware. And obviously I'm not trying to compare this to yeah. the military because it's a completely different league. But the fact that we have to do that as football players and operate in that realm, I think, is probably what allows military individuals to really, really appreciate the game. Uh, there's no doubt. And also, you're a part of a unit. Uh, you're yes. only as strong as your weakest link. All those Absolutely. things are true. Uh, and also, I mean, look, I mean, it's obviously infinitely more serious what, uh, what soldiers like Jason Darby do. But a lot of guys in your position, when they leave the NFL, have trouble transitioning into – regular life right I mean the job of an NFL player is quite a bit different than the job of everybody else did you have any difficulty transitioning when you walked away no I'm, I'm blessed to have had um, so first of all when I when I left the NFL I left it on my own terms right so it wasn't something that I was forced to get out I said you know what I prayed about it I got a piece in my heart and it was time for me to walk away so I walked away from the game instead of limped away and so sometimes that is the reason why some guys, it's hard for them to separate. And the other one is, me and Jason was talking about, it, you're around these guys every day. You're yeah. laughing with them every day. You're, you're getting messed with every day. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's gone. 
Yeah. So once you step away from the football field, like they, the football team is on a different schedule, you're on a different schedule. So you're no longer a part of that unit. I don't care how I don't care if you played there the year before. Once you walk out of that locker room, you're really no longer a part of what they have going on. Yeah. Now you can talk to guys and you can communicate just a little bit, but again, they're on a different schedule. You you now you have to create your own schedule. And I think a lot of guys uh, that's where they find trouble creating that new schedule. Like right. what, what we did was regimented. You're going to be here at eight o'clock, there at nine o'clock, and so forth and so on. But now when you are retired, if you haven't thought ahead of time to start thinking about some of the things you want to do it's hard for those individuals to put quality i'll say quality things in those time slots they just fill it with nothing or fluff and we like you have to do something and it's something hopefully that will bless you you and your family we're talking to uh brian dawkins nfl all pro jason darby who was an eight-year veteran in the military um, 20 different every single day, 20 different veterans taking their own lives. We're trying to help that out with caninesforwarriors.org. You guys are doing fantastic work. Again, that website, caninesforwarriors.org. Uh, last question for both of you. I'll start with you, Brian. Who wins and why? Um, Kansas City. Yeah. And You said you'll cry if, if Andy Reid. I, I, no, I'm, I, it's not, I am going to cry. It's going to be tears of joy um, if, if and when that happens. But I think the offense – yeah, to have that many weapons with that much speed on the field at the same time, and then you have a quarterback that can get the ball anytime at any place. Obviously, 49ers have a great defensive front. It's yeah. going to be a it's going to be a back and forth matter, in my opinion. But I just think that that offense is so potent right now. It's going to be tough to stop for the for four straight quarters. What about you, Jason Darby? Well, I don't think Jimmy G is going to get it done. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so Pat Pat Mahomes, Tariq Hill, uh, and Kelsey, uh, they're gonna they're gonna. Take it home. Well, we appreciate the service eight years and all the deployments and uh, the work that both of you guys are doing now. Caninesforwarriors.org. Check it out. Donate $20 to help save uh, so many lives out there. Again, 20, uh, 20 former veterans a day taking their own lives. It's an unbelievable stat. Thanks for what you guys are doing to combat that. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Uh, I am Clay Travis. This is Outkate the Coverage. When we come back, we'll continue to break down everything surrounding the Super Bowl. Again, that website, caninesforwarriors.org. These guys are doing incredible work to try to help out everybody who comes back and to reduce that number uh, much below 20 a day, which is a staggering statistic. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly 
O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you tired of staring at that dent? At Mako, getting collision repaired is as easy as book, quote, fix. Come to Mako for a collision repair backed by our best price guarantee. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Make 2020 your year. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. Today, it's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Really impressive uh, group that we just heard from, caninesforwarriors.org, the work that they're doing. And that's one of the most unbelievably sad statistics that I think exists in America today. And the first time I heard it, I couldn't believe that it was possibly true. 20 different soldiers, veterans, every single day take their own lives. It's uh, it's flat out unbelievable that that is the situation that we have found ourselves in. And if you can help out a little bit, caninesforwarriors.org, we try to help out a little bit uh, with uh, charitable causes like that. Bring them on the air, let you guys hear about all the things that they're doing. My thanks again to Jason Darby and Brian Dawkins, uh, who came on to, uh, to talk with us. Uh, Brian Dawkins saying he would cry tears of joy if uh, if Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl, which I think uh, speaks to how connected many of Andy Reid's former players feel for him and how much they like him uh, overall. Let me go ahead and bring in Eddie Garcia, get the uh, final update of the day. Eddie, what you got for me, man? 
Well, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We'll start off in the NBA. We're in a battle of two of the best teams in the East. The Celtics down the Heat 109 101. Boston's the first team in the Eastern Conference to win in Miami this season. The Bucs without star Giannis Atatacumpo, who has a shoulder injury, outscored the Wizards 151 131 to improve to a league best 41 6. Chris Middleton, a career high 51 points in the win for Milwaukee. The 76ers beat the Warriors 115 to 104. Joel Embiid returned to the Philadelphia lineup after missing nine games with a finger injury. He had 24 points while wearing number 24 in honor of Philadelphia native Kobe Bryant. Virginia earned a big win, knocking off number five Florida State in college basketball 61 56. At 14 and 6, the Cavaliers need as many big wins as possible as they try to get back into the tournament after winning it all. Last season. And at the Australian Open, number one seed Rafael Nadal is out, lost in the quarterfinals to Dominic Team 7 6, 7 6, 4 6, and 7 6. Coming up tonight, we've got the Nashville Predators taking on the Washington Capitals at 7 30 Eastern. That is our Discover card key matchup brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much they'll match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched. What are you waiting for? Learn more. Discover.com slash cash back match. We'll be back to outkick the coverage in 10 seconds. First, a word from Farmers. Bundle home and auto with Farmers Insurance and you could save an average of 20%. Seen it, covered it, bundled it. Call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. According to 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We are rolling here, about to be joined by uh, Nick Mengold, who was a seven-time Pro Bowler and uh, has had a, uh, a very successful NFL career. Um, and uh, he's going to step into the show here momentarily um, and, uh, and talk to us about this game between uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs, see how he breaks it down. Played for the New York Jets for 10 years. And he joins us now. Nick, what's up, my man? Appreciate you joining doing? us. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, so what do you think? Um, to me, you, you've spent a lot of time on the offensive line. You know uh, the importance of the battles in the trenches. How do you break down this 49er game against the Chiefs, and what do you think about that defensive line going up against the Chiefs' offense? Yeah, you know, I think uh, their defensive line is fantastic. It's going to be a huge challenge for the Chiefs. Luckily for them, they have the magician and Patrick Mahomes. Yes. So it makes their life a little bit easier. Uh, I love what San Fran's doing, the way they're blocking in the run game, getting that zone game going. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great challenge uh, for both sides of the ball in that offense. How good is Patrick Mahomes in your mind? He's fantastic. You know, what he can do with his legs – with his throws, um, you know, getting people in the right area, his constant belief. You know, when they were down, what, 24 nothing, Yes. And he, he seemed so unfazed. Like, there was right. no panic to him. Uh, and that's something special. Um, you played a lot of years and, uh, and, and know and won some playoff games along the path. Just how hard is it to get to the Super Bowl? Uh, well, seeing as how I <laughs> never, did, made, never yeah, made I it, it's very difficult. Uh, but, but I mean, that's but, I, but that's I, you know, like the talk is, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the new Brady. He's going to win a lot of games. But I feel like we're kind of stepping over a step uh, here. When I started the show, I was talking about Dan Marino. You know, we're down here, and Dan Marino is as excellent and incredible as his career was. He made one Super Bowl in the year two. But you know how hard it is to fight. I mean, everything kind of has to go your way in order for you to find yourself in a position like this, right? Oh, it definitely does. And you got to have a little bit of luck, and you got to have a, a lot of skill. And, um, you know, I think a big one, you look at um, – you go back at week 17 when yeah. Fitzpatrick, um, you know, beat – uh, Miami beat the Patriots and it moved Chiefs to the uh, second seed. They then, you know, get the bye and then yes. ultimately home field. 
home field would be amazing. Like, yeah. We we had to be road warriors all the way through, and um, you know that it takes its toll on you, and it's it's crazy. Uh, you, you played for the Jets for a long time. You played against uh, Tom Brady. Now I know you weren't on the field when Brady was on the field as an offensive lineman. Uh, but what do you think Brady's going to do uh, as he you know tries to make a decision? Would you tell him, hey, stay with the Patriots, or do you want him finally out of the AFC East? <laughs> I would, yeah, I just I want him you know to to be done. Um, I, obviously, I think I would love to see him away from the AFC East. I think it's such a storied career. I'd rather uh, just for the NFL and for everything that he's done for New England and New England's done for him to see him finish in New England. Um, you know, but in the end, I don't think anybody knows. Um, yeah. I don't even know if he knows. Uh, so it's going to be – I mean, it gives us something to, you know, watch during the offseason. How do you know when it's time to leave? Uh, you know. Um, a lot of guys don't know. Um, I, I knew. Uh, Was there a moment for you where it crystallized and you were like, this is my – you know, uh, you had a tremendous career. But was there a moment where you just suddenly knew, you know what, I've, I've done everything I can in this game? Yeah. Um, it, it was in um, – it was 2017 in June. Uh, that's when I knew um, that I was still uh, rehabbing an injury, um, but that was going, you know, on the right track. But at that point, I knew, you, you know. You didn't have the fire in the belly anymore in the same way? I just, I, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, well, for me, a couple of things. I didn't want to play for another team. Yeah. Um, so that that played into it. And then, B, I was, I was having a lot of time, a lot of fun time with my kids. And yeah. So at that point, I was like, you know what? I love football. I love the game. I love watching it, studying it, and being a part of it. Um, but I like waking up feeling pretty good in the morning. How old are your kids? Uh, let's see. I got nine, five, three, and one. All right. So you got a handful. Yes, we're um, a little busy. So uh, you said you like waking up in the morning and feeling good, be able to play with them. I'm sure. Uh, what um, What did it feel like the day after an NFL game for you? Like, um, for people out there who who will never know what that you know you wake up. I mean, the, the you've had the roar, you've had the adrenaline, and it's worn off. You're waking up on Monday morning after a game. It was all. It was funny watching it going from when I was a rookie at 22 or 23. I forget how old I was to when I finished at 34, 33, 34, um, that span. Uh, it changed you know, a lot. It changed a lot. Rookie year, I'd wake up Monday morning after a 1 p.m. Sunday game. Like, all right, I'm good. But, you know, what are we doing today? And, yeah. and going through. Your body but would recover almost rapidly. By then. the time I was done, I wasn't feeling right until about Thursday. Wow. Um, and so it just – and it slowly, gradually – and I remember when I was young watching some of the older guys. and The you way know, they moved. And the way they like, moved. That'll never be me. They're like, like oh, you know, I, I hate Wednesday practices because I just – I still don't feel right. And I was like, what? Right. Right. talking about i'm you know running around and having a grand old time and uh and then when i got older i was like oh that's what they were talking about uh tell me who you're here with i know you're a big tailgate guy you're with burns matic burns matic yeah they uh, they have a whole line of torches and torch accessories and um you know we're taking the torch away from the construction guys and putting it into the tailgate um and we do all kinds of things we have uh, for this year's Super Bowl, being in Miami, we did a Latin flair, 10 dishes with a little Latin flair that we use the torch to either finish or cook. Um, and uh, it's just it's a fun way. I mean, if you go to a tailgate and you see a guy yep. with a torch, you're going to stop by, <laughs> right? Uh, yes. you got to find out what's going on. Yes. And so it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, and it's a fantastic company. Um, and you can check out all the different recipes we've done so far. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you said you have four kids, I think, right, starting yes. at the age of nine. Mm -hmm. um, boys, girls. Boy, girl, boy, girl. So the boys, will you want them to play football or will you encourage them to play another sport? See, here I thought you were going to ask if I let them play with a torch. <laughs> and I finally just let <laughs> That would my, be a lot more dangerous. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I finally let my nine-year-old. He's now uh, – Are now you done, it. by the way, um, at four? Yeah, so we're out. Uh, playing football, yeah. Uh, my son uh, plays now. He was third grade. Yeah. Uh, it was his first year of tackle football, and um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, he loves it. He's sucked into it. I don't know why he's such a big fan of the game. but yeah. <laughs> um, so it, to me, as long as you're smart about it, as long as you pay attention, 
uh, you preach the right way to go about things. Um, you know, I think th there's a lot of good that outweighs any of the bad. Uh, my nine-year-old kind of is a, a fair-weather fan in many respects. He ends up rooting for a lot of the good teams. Does your nine-year-old root for the Jets, or what teams does he support? No, he roots for the Jets. Um, he's a he, he's a huge Jets fan, uh, and it's funny too because he's doing lacrosse this spring. Yeah, and his lacrosse league is the Patriot League. Oh no! And yeah. he goes walking in. I don't want to be part of the Patriots. Anything to do with the Patriots <laughs> yeah. at all? I was he's like, no, buddy, on. this is lacrosse. It's completely different. He goes, no, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be with the Patriots. Uh, what do you think about Sam Darnold? I like Sam. Uh, yeah. he's, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. If we could just keep him from getting mono again. Yeah. Uh, we, That's a pretty crazy could, story, right? Oh, like, so How much do you think uh, grief he got in the locker room over getting mono? Oh, he had to get a ton. You know, and the, the crazy part is you look at the Jets season and, and what they did this year. Um, you know, they, they had a lot of rotation at the offensive line. They need to figure that kind of out. But with Sam getting mono and then the backup getting hurt, for three games they're playing with their third-string quarterback. Right. That's going to put everybody out of rhythm and everything. And then, you know, once once Sam got back and got rolling a little bit, uh, I think they won like six out of the last eight. So I think things are looking up. And I, I love his command. I love the way that uh, he handles himself. Um, I like the way he throws the ball. So I, I think, um, you know, they continue to build around him. They continue to slowly put more and more on his shoulders. Um, it could be a good thing for the Jets. Uh, how much do you root for Ohio State? Like, uh, do you watch every single game? No, I don't. I try to. Um, you know, kids run around everywhere. It's yeah, what did you crazy. think about the Clemson game? I was oh, that was a crushing blow. I, I, that game I watched intensely. I sat on the couch and I watched right. it, and you know, to see how it all went down. I feel so terrible for the guys at the end there because right. it was a miscommunication. It wasn't like, hey, it's a bang-bang play where right. you know we we got the ball intercepted. It's a miscommunication. You go one way, I threw it the other way. Like That's going to weigh on them for so long. What do you like watching more now that you retire, college or pro? Um, I like it all, really. Yeah. Um, and it's very rare that I get to sit down and watch a full game. Right. Um, so I'm just – I've got a, t a 12, a 9, and a 5, so I know oh, nice. to do yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. busy too. Yeah. At least uh, you're out of diapers, though. <laughs> that it, it, it does make a tremendous difference. How, how's the sleep situation? When's the last time you got a good night's sleep? Uh, last night, because they, 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 they weren't they, here. <laughs> no, I used to say people did it when I would travel. If you, I would get on a plane and go anywhere when my kids were young. If I had blackout curtains and I could get into a hotel room and just shut the and know that I wasn't going to get woken up, mm -hmm. like it was pretty phenomenal. Oh, it's unbelievable. I turned the air conditioning all the way down. Yeah. You know, close it up. I, I was in bed. Uh, I think the earliest I've been. You know, in probably a couple months. Yeah. No one interrupted me. Like, Perfect. Like the night before, I had. I think. We ended up with two kids in our bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just, and it was all broken sleep and everything. This morning, I woke up at like six fifteen. I was like, ah, this is, I feel great. This, this is, is how amazing. I used to live before <laughs> I had all these kids. Hey, yeah. I appreciate the time. Enjoy the tailgating, and uh, thanks for swinging by, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Nick Mangold. Uh, I am Clay Travis. Uh, we're going to be joined, I believe, by a guy that used to play with uh, Nick some. Uh, Mark Sanchez here in a minute to finish off the program. Got a loaded show for you tomorrow. I think I ran through, but I want to give you an idea of uh, what's going on from Radio Row tomorrow. Um, we are going to talk with Frank Caliendo, Warwick Dunn, uh, Ron Jaworski, Emmett Smith, and Sean Payton. So an absolutely loaded program coming your way tomorrow. I uh, want to make sure that uh, that you guys don't miss any of that and make sure that you download the podcast and, uh, and pick up everything that you might have missed already. A lot of feedback from our Hour 2 guest. We had uh, Stephen Gray, who is a helicopter pilot on, answering questions about Kobe Bryant, and he was absolutely fantastic. 
breaking down everything in that realm. And uh, I believe that uh, you guys will really, really enjoy that interview and that discussion as well as some really good questions uh, from callers out there as well. I'd encourage you guys to make sure you don't miss anything from the podcast realm. Again, when we come back, we'll finish off the Wednesday edition of the program uh, with Mark Sanchez. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much it will match. Millions of people a year getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Join now by Mark Sanchez. You were just asking questions. You sat down. Is this vanilla ice sources under pressure? <laughs> they had the big lawsuit over this. Remember? Oh, like, they sure yeah, did. Where he sampled this audio. I, uh, this I just love the interview where he said, uh, you know, theirs is like ding, 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 ding. And ours is like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And that was the argument. Didn't yeah. play very well in front of a jury. No, not uh, really. Vanilla Ice lost that one. Uh, what do you think? Like, uh, thanks for joining us here, Mark Sanchez. When you watch Patrick Holmes, he's <sighs> only in his third year. Yep. Uh, you guys as quarterbacks have the ability to see things that us regular fans and viewers do not. Sure. What's so? What makes him so incredibly impressive? I'll tell you what. In um, not just the championship game, I think uh, they ran basically like a sprint right option. I mean, one of the oldest plays in football. Yeah. Uh, Joe Montana used to run it, and Bill Walsh used to call it. And Andy Reid is still dialing up this play, and it is covered. It's, yeah. They have him dead to rights. It's covered. Yes. And he just strings out this play and strings out this play and strings out this play and finally just stops him and Kelsey. They just, they're playing backyard football at times. Right. You know, run to the blue Cadillac and turn yeah. around. Right. And he throws this ball. I don't even know what you're supposed to say to the defender. Yeah. He covered him for five seconds. Right. Like perfectly, yeah. If you're gonna, if you would have told me, hey, you're gonna cover this guy for five seconds, yeah, we'll figure it out. On everybody else, we'll figure right. it out. And they score. Yeah, I, I'm just blown away. And it's guys like him. It's really you're seeing a changing of the guard. I think. Yeah. At the position, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know Russell Wilson. These kind of guys are taking over the league, and. Part of it, I think, is more defensive scheme related, but they are taking these plays, these simple play calls that, you know, Hank, uh, drive, uh, sprint option. These are like staples of the West Coast offense. And those are like the beginning. It's almost like taking an SAT and they give you an essay prompt. Right. Whatever they're saying in the huddle is just like a starting point. But look out, because these guys can really create. It's impressive. It's hard to get to the Super Bowl, but a lot of people believe that potentially Patrick Mahomes, and I'll put myself in this category, could be taking over kind of the mantle from Tom Brady, right? And if you look in the AFC, he's only 24 years old. He's already in one Super Bowl. How much better can he get, and do you this buy him? This should be a him? second. Yeah, that's right. If they could have lined up on sides, uh, it, D. Ford could One have. play. Yeah. One play. Uh, uh, do you um, buy into the idea that he is uh, that he is going to be the face of the NFL for, for years to come based on what he is right now? I can't, I can't disagree with that. I think that's spot on. I think he's so special with his talent. Uh, 
<laughs> just watching his tape, man, you're blown away. Yeah. How are you running full speed one way, throwing the ball completely the opposite direction, throwing no lookers? I mean, that kind of stuff is some of that's just God-given, and some of that is is the way they practice, the way they work their scramble drills, the way Andy Reid has programmed him to understand where his receivers are going to be, um, his anticipation, and then those guys finishing through the whistle. Like, that play's never over. Those right. receivers never quit. You never see these guys walk off like, oh, he's probably going to get sacked. No, I could get a 50-yard touchdown here. I'm going to keep moving around. And, and it's, it's like basketball. He's like a really good point guard. Uh, speaking of like basketball, he's also gotten a lot of reps. When you oh, look yeah. at Texas Tech, they couldn't stop anybody on defense. Right. But he got a lot of you know, sort of live reps in a yep. way that, frankly, a lot of college quarterbacks don't. No doubt. How much do you think that, anticip- that, that sort of elevated him to be ready when he took over? Because he's only been a starting quarterback now for his, right. his second year. And that and being able to sit out for a year, I yeah. think, and watch somebody like Alex Smith, who's a very different player than him. Right. But um, just to, to learn from him, to observe, study – just figure out how this whole thing kind of works. I think if you can afford to do it on your team, and it's not every team. Uh, you know, I played right away. Stafford played right away. There's plenty of reasons to let your young guy play. Right. Dak, all those guys. But if you can afford to do it, there's nothing wrong with letting a young guy sit and 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 watch and learn. But uh, there's no substitute for repetition. There's no substitute for game reps. That is – you can't simulate that in scout team. I know everybody tries, but you can't. We're talking to Mark Sanchez. How did you end up at SC? Ooh. Uh, you know, I looked it's at – probably a question you haven't been asked in a I while. I haven't been asked in a while. Um, let's see. Uh, my final few schools were Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, Texas. Mac Brown, that was the one of the toughest No, I mean, all three of them were really tough no's. You were legitimately – Oh, yeah. Loved, I was looking, loved all of those. Oh, yeah. I was in the horseshoe with Jim Tressel – they had the band there. They yeah. had my jersey there. They had my high school highlight tape on the big screen oh, wow. in the Ohio State yeah. Stadium in the Horseshoe. I was like, "Whoa!" How until do you tell those guys? <laughs> until he said, "He said uh, the only thing." If he wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have even thought about it. Yeah. But he said, "You know, it's been great the last ten years. You know, we play Michigan um, last game of the year right around Thanksgiving, and you know, the last ten years it's been snowing every game. Is that great or what?" And I was like. Oh, that's not so great. Yeah, and if he hadn't said that, you would honestly. Have yeah, I might have. I might because right, you. A lot of times the visits are like been, September, right? Oh so yeah, the weather's decent. Oh, we were we were Jul- June. Yeah, they usually get guys in Big Ten schools up when the weather's <laughs> like when the summer. And I didn't think about it. My dad, my dad's like, "Why do you want to go to Texas?" I was like, "Oh, dad, those all white jerseys are so cool." <laughs> yeah, you know, like you're 18 years old. You don't right. know. You just want to go so play ball. So if he hadn't said that, you might have gone to. You I would have seriously. <laughs> I was seriously considering it, and um, you know, we got to eat with Eric Parsegian at yeah. uh, at Notre Dame. And right. I mean, you're just like when you're blown 17 away. years old. That's crazy, right? Just it's crazy when you're an adult. But blown for away. Yeah. That, wow. This is you think whatever happens on that visit is going to be like every day, right? And that's not reality. And yeah. it's hard to tell somebody that's seventeen, eighteen years old that that's not the way things work. You just you're so enamored with everything. What was the biggest transition? So you end up out at SC, which yep. is, I mean, you're at the time you at know, Ogeron, man. He yeah. He so were you rooting for him? The heck out of me. Were you rooting for him? In I the got LSU? to go see him uh, down in Baton Rouge, and uh, I started doing the college gig for ESPN and uh and abc and um i went down to visit during one of their bye weeks right after they played vanderbilt i believe 
and I thought I was on a recruiting trip. Again. He still was, it was selling. John Robinson. It yeah. was Ed Ogeron. It was Kenichi Udeze. It, I mean, there are so many USC people there. And I hadn't been there five minutes before Ed Ogeron takes me in his office, hands me a pair of 35-pound dumbbells, and we start doing <laughs> curls in his office. And he said, hey, we got to wake up. We got to go, you know. And he's, I mean, he's just all over me. He said, how's your dad doing? Is he still fighting fires? I mean, he, he remembered everything. And mom, how's mama doing? I, it was just, I was so impressed. I hadn't Considering the number of guys that he recruits that he has that recall for, like, and, your personal life situation. And he, I hadn't talked to him in 15, 14 years, maybe? Yeah. I, I was just absolutely blown away, just floored. And then we're, we're hitting these curls. I'm about to just How many curls did you out. do? Oh, we had to do 20, and I was literally just noodle arms. I got yeah. nothing left. And he goes, hey, don't forget the shoulders. People forget the shoulders. <laughs> then we start hitting the military press. I was like, dude, I'm about to fall out right now. And the only reason I couldn't is because of Ed's energy. It was right. just his energy and his juice and his fire and passion and I just kept going, <laughs> and then the next day I was just dying. Because this was like the first month I'd been working. Hadn't worked out a bunch, and so didn't have enough oikos, you know? Uh, yeah, right. I'm going to ask you about that in a sec. But so how, what was he like recruiting you? His when- best. He said, we're going to win the national championship. We're going to win Rose Bowls uh, every year you're here. You're going to be uh, one of the biggest faces in L.A. across the country, potentially win the Heisman Trophy. And then he said, I'm going to make you some gumbo, and we're going to celebrate. And I was like, <laughs> Coach, what's gumbo? He said, don't you worry about that. We'll what, what do you think would have happened if SC had hired him? Um, hopefully something like, like what, what happened they experienced at, LSU. at LSU. But I just feel like sometimes those things have to happen um, in your journey. And I think that's that's kind of the way he explained it to me. Yeah. Um, is that not everything's perfect, not everything's storybook. Right. But it kind of ends up becoming that if you let it. Yeah. You know, and as much as he poured his heart and soul into SC now, he gave everything he had and didn't take anything from SC. You right. Know, he, he simply gave. And so he felt a certain way when he, when he kind of got booted out of there. Yeah, he was just hurt and, and didn't feel like that was fair, didn't feel like, you know, that was the reciprocated feelings that were fair. And so he packed up and moved out and, and moved on. And then he ends up with this storybook season at home, you know, his school, his kind of kids. I was down there. It was an incredible scene. Unbelievable. I mean, he's doing an interview with the Holly Rowe right before the game. Yeah. And he's looking at me, give me a nod. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, chill. <laughs> And then as soon as it's over, this is like right before the game, he comes over, gives me a huge hug, tells me all the USC people that are going to be at the game. And he's just, I mean, he's on. And, and it's so, so much like Pete Carroll. And he learned so much from Pete Carroll. Um, it was, it was great. He may, had me talk to the team. I'm like, coach, I'm just here like in the shadows, in the background. Like, this isn't That's about amazing. me. You know, hey, you know how Eddie O does it. Come on, let's go. You're talking to me. It was, it was awesome. Did Odell give you money too? <laughs> Pesos. Uh, tell me about Oikos. Uh, we're here with uh, Oikos Triple Zero, and basically they have a, uh, a great commercial coming out about NFL players and what powers them. And if you're going to be powerful, you've got to have glutes, you know. And yes. so I was like, well, you know, I still work out and stuff, but yeah. – you know, I think they were thinking of different plays that involve glutes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so well. I was like, <laughs> I still don't get it. What do you guys need from me? So uh, I'm excited to be uh, to be partnered with them. And, and I know Dak Prescott's in it. Saquon Barkley's in it. Uh, but I still work out, and that's, that's uh, the place where I get my protein. 
no added sugar, no no BS. It's uh, it's all good stuff. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time, my man. Uh, appreciate you. Enjoy the game. What does it mean for Miami, by the way, to have the Super Bowl? Incredible. They do it right here, man. It's, yeah, it is amazing, it's isn't really, it? The last Super Bowl, I think I, uh, I went to the one in Dallas, but uh, the one where was uh, Peyton, uh, the Saints won here, right? Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Here yeah, yeah. In 09 or whatever. I think that was my rookie year. That was one of one of my favorite ones. You know, you're coming off a crushing loss in the yep. championship game, but this town, man, they they really do it right. Outstanding stuff. Mark Sanchez, uh, appreciate him. We're closing out the show here. Uh, we have got a loaded show on Thursday and Friday here from uh, the uh, from the Super Bowl down in Miami. Absolutely. Everything that is great uh, about this uh, event down here. Great stories, by the way. I love the idea of Coach O getting the uh, getting the curls going and everything else associated with uh, with that with Sanchez. Uh, and uh, man, what an awesome story! Uh, we'll be live Thursday and Friday. Tons to come. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.